Hey everybody, RC Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 164. Jesse's here this week. You bastard, yes. where were you last week? Um, I was making my way home from uh, school. Is that what they call it these days? That's what we're calling it, Dan. Okay. Well, You're not buying it? No. You had to have been no. doing something... Something like awesome, amazing, well, to was, not want to come hang out with you guys I was gonna say on illegal. a Friday night. I was saying illegal. Illegal. <laughs> Dan, I, I bet you he was flying. You think so? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, the only flying I wish I would have been doing was in an airplane, so I didn't have to drive seven hours. Well, that's a couple s- more times. It's a sad story. Sorry yeah, seriously. Not, not too many more times. It's a sad story. Dan's starting out the night with all sorts of sympathy. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, uh, Nick and Justin are here as well. Say hi, guys. Hi. 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 Hi, Nick. Hi, Dan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Justin. not even going to do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing it, dude. I'm I know so, what you're fishing for. That's exactly what we kind of kept going with it. We were kind of hoping that you would feel compelled to jump in there <laughs> no. and do whatever it is. Uh, I feel compelled to sit back and listen to you guys talk <laughs> yeah, like back. a bunch <laughs> of window lickers back and forth. <laughs> Justin's a pussy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sissy face. <sighs> Come on, Justin, do it. I want to hear your, I don't even know what it, what is it, a geriatric. All right, here we go, right? Downs? What yep. That's it. I did. It's like an old. It is. It's an 80 year, it's a, let's see. Uh, actually sounds like a planker. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Sounds like someone from the AMA. Dan feels like he's at the field. No, no, no. That would go uh, like this. Bye, Dan. <laughs> because the minute he shows up with his helicopter, they all run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or they chastise you. That's true. We're going to talk about that. I I did a little too much uh, uh, Facebook creeping, uh, following links to posts and... Um, well, you know what? I'm going to go first because screw you guys since I started the conversation. <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> so, so you know, this is a, kind of a strange week because the show just aired yesterday. It's Tuesday night. <laughs> so this week hasn't really been too eventful for me uh, as far as flying goes. But, you know, I got everything ready for Orlando We'll, we'll call that good. But what I did do was spend a little time, of course, uh, I think, was it Friday when all that, the, the recent AMA or FAA shit came out? Was it Friday? Yeah, or was somewhere it, around there. Yeah. yeah. They uh, won their appeal, apparently, and of course, that's going to be appealed and yada, yada, yada. 
And um, I know Nick saw it because I saw him reference a Facebook post or, or, or a link in Facebook to a article about the AMA going limp. And I read that and I agreed completely wholeheartedly. And I sat there and I was kind of almost yelling to myself, that's what I've been saying for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Insert, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. So that led to various other posts. And apparently I, I ran across the AMA's response. Did you guys read the AMA's response to this latest appeal? I haven't yet. I also I got linked like an hour-long AMA video that I haven't. Oh, had. I have not seen the video. Yeah, check my uh, Facebook. It's Someone linked it in there. I, I did not have time to watch it. I have not either. I got to tell you, here. I read their very short response, a couple paragraphs long, and it was the most benign load of bullshit that an agency that's supposed to be represented us, representing us as hobbyists could do. Essentially agreeing completely with the FAA. They even went as far as to say, now, take it for what it's worth. I've seen the, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Perker, Perker, whatever, however you pronounce his name, Trappy, right? I've seen yeah. the video mm-hmm. in question. Have you guys seen the video where he flew over the campus? I believe it was Virginia. Yep. I think. Yeah, it was Virginia, mm-hmm. Virginia State University or something like that. University now, of Virginia. Justin, give me your overall impression. Did you see anything absolutely reckless in that video? No, not at all. No, it was typical FPV aerial image capturing flying. Nothing reckless. It wasn't flying directly at people. I think he did fly over people once or twice i think that's why they're calling it reckless just playing devil's advocate because after i read that i went back and reminded myself and i thought okay what about this could be remotely interpreted as reckless and i think it's the fact right. that he flew over people okay so we'll, we'll i will concede to that point should have done something different but the ama took this opportunity to throw him and every one of you out there who are into FPV right under the bus. They agreed wholeheartedly with the FAA's ruling, and they stand hand-in-hand with the FAA saying that some type of regulation needs to happen. Really. These are the people that are representing you, my friends. But that wasn't, like, was that video sold for commercial use? Uh, He was doing it for the university, as far as I understand. But was he a student? No. No, he was not. Oh, he was not. Okay. Um, so it was a commercial. Was someone brought in, probably being paid. I don't know those details, to okay. be honest. And to be honest, those details, in my mind, don't matter. Yeah. You know, and I, I so I read this, this article, and that kind of got me going. And then I started reading the responses to this article. And it were it was full of responses from what I, without knowing, uh, would assume are a bunch of old plankers. And they are saying stuff like, I'm perfectly content throwing the FPV crowd under the bus for the sake of my hobby. Really? Oh, geez. What a, mm. what a Pandora's box you are looking to open right there. Consider that for one minute. Yeah. You're willing to have the government come in and completely shut down one aspect of your hobby 
guess what? Soon it's going to be another. And well, then that's, another. And yeah, then that's another. not the point. It's not one aspect. They're looking to regulate everything, right? They're looking to crack down on, you You saw the most recent well, interpretation coming off of right. that, which basically says anything that flies below 500 feet can be considered reckless and an aircraft. Right. And thus me, subject to rule. Let me give you my thought on that, though. So, so here we have the AMA and these, what I'm going to call plankers for, because I just don't know, but you know, I, I see a skunk. I call it a skunk. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what I think, what I think is it is a, it is the AMA's intent and these plankers are okay with it for the AMA to throw one sector of our hobby completely under the bus as an offering to the gods of the FAA. We will throw you the FPV guys if you leave us alone. Nah. Hmm. Conspiracy See, theory? Uh, I don't know. I think that uh, here's my deal. Well, for, I want to say two things, Dan. Because I feel like playing the devil's advocate tonight. Well, screw you. I don't want to hear it from a devil's advocate tonight. That's our game, Dan. I need someone to feel the outrage. I feel it, but I want to pick you up on a point. And you're not going to like it, but I got to say it. Okay. Okay. You're calling a skunk a skunk. It's the plankers. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Um, I, I think that that's not broad enough of a brush stroke right because i'm sure there are tons of people who just fly pot and boom i would agree right yeah who who say or or maybe they just fly quads and they don't do fpv who are saying hey anything as long as my hobby doesn't get affected i would agree with that but you know i'm pulling my opinion based on who i look at the ama and c and then who i read posts and come to the uh, mm-hmm. opinion of the nature of the person that made that post. Now I didn't, I could be completely wrong and I'm okay with that, but I didn't get the impression that some of those folks making those posts were heli guys or quad guys or, Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, I, I know never been, geez, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. When we left Urcha, it was very clear that there was, Little to no multi-rotor or helicopter knowledge. representation or knowledge. Well, just, yeah, education. Education. General. How much they were. And that, my how friends. How much they themselves educated you and know, you or know, educated about that was the from the, That was from so the top far. down, too, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. so far as to say that I think the AMA is going to, I could, well, I'm not, I don't think they're going to. I could see them potentially trying to put up an offering like that, thinking it's, okay, yeah, let's rule out FPV, right? So we'll we'll give you that absolutely. We will support you. You can ban it, whatever you want. And the AFA going back, or the FA, excuse me, <laughs> the FAA going back, sitting down and being like, you know what? That was easy. Fuck them all. Exactly. I mean, what do we care? Yeah. At the end of yeah. the at the end of the day, the FAA doesn't count, and they're going to say, okay, if you put it up in the air. It's got a camera on it. Screw it. We'll just yep. ban that. 
That'll be easier for them because how are, I mean, if they're going to say FPV is not, okay, you can't do FPV and they just leave it at that, that is such a painstakingly difficult law to enforce because, okay, so if Jesse's flying the multi-rotor line of sight, but I'm flying the camera gimbal, you know, via video, is that not legal? And then... Who's going to be the ass clown that's going to show up and actually decipher between the two to give us a ticket or not? That's just way too muddled. I mean, that's way too muddled. I would agree completely, Nick. They need someone to just show up and go, hey, you're flying. Does that thing have a camera on it? Yes or no? Yes, it does. Okay, here's your ticket. That's simple. I'm going to take it one step further and say, hey, you're flying. Let me see your pilot's license. Your license, yeah. There you go. Oh, you don't I have one? Oh, well, here's your ticket. Don't got it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't have your license. Oh, where did you get your license, you know, from? Oh, weird. I got mine from the AMA. <laughs> and, and it was <laughs> extra. I The best quote was on a, a Facebook post that I put up. And this was just, I mean, this guy nailed it right on the head and I never even thought of it. He said, the AMA is just like the government. Their purpose is to grow larger. What the members want has never been their focus. If it was, we would not have a magazine or a national flying site, both of which were voted down by the members. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did not know that. And I'm not, for the record, I'm not, I'm not citing that as fact. Uh, that's just what he mentioned. But if that's true... I mean, it it it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, in the end of the day, it's a business. Yep. Did you guys go into the uh, offices there when you were at uh, Urcha? No, I no. did. Mm-mm. I did. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Oh yeah, and you know what? If I mean any successful business slash organization, they deserve. I I do believe they deserve to have a home front. They deserve. To have something like the you know the museum deal there, I think that's great. I mean that's history. But they got to do something for it, dude. That that's fantastic that they do it. I, I just I don't know. I, I still at the end of the day, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that they're idiots or anything like that. I just don't think that we are being represented by the correct. You okay if I say it for you? Group of people. <laughs> no, I just, I, I want one of all aspects. Because you know what? I don't know. I don't have airplane experience. I don't have that whole side of the hobby. Scale, control line, all of the, the you know, how it how it all started. I don't have that. I mean, I when I came into the hobby, it was helis. And it was 3D helis right off the bat. You know, I, I all these names that get, wow, so-and-so this, and you know. No, I don't know any of those guys. I'm not saying that I don't care, but that's not the hobby to me. The heli side and the multi-rotor side is the hobby to me. So why can't we have, you know, why can't we have equal representation? But I just don't think that that's what they're interested in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very unfortunate. Um, 
Well, I, I think they may feel like they're in a position where the only thing they can do for whatever reason is toss someone under the bus, if that's really what the position is. But I think anyone, including the AMA, that thinks that that olive branch, that peace offering, or we can call it a, a sacrificial yes. lamb, is going to satisfy the government. And in particular, the a- a- FAA is absolutely crazy. Because, again, like I said a few minutes ago, it's more than just FPV. It's about protecting the national airspace. And, you know, people can take whatever side they want or think that it's worth it, worth, the, you know, the money we spend on AMA or not. Bottom line is, as Dan pointed out, everyone needs to get on their A game and try to represent things correctly. You know, I... After this whole thing went back or went on, I went back to earlier this year, our episode for our live fun fly. You remember that one, Dan? Yeah. And you remember uh, uh, one of our friends, Al, Elvin Wilson, the second got on the mic and he had a pretty uh, he had a pretty strong, emotional little monologue about we're not separate hobbies. We're one hobby. And it doesn't make a difference whether you like FPV or not, or you like quads or planks or helis or not. It's all going to fall under the same rule. So people need to get over themselves and get some shit going. Absolutely. I mean, I I do not in any way, shape or form want anything negative to happen to any of the airplane pilots or the sailplane guys or the the hotliners, th- that whole side of it. Absolutely not, you know? And I, I do feel bad that it's the multi-rotor side of the hobby that is, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say it's the multi-rotor side of the hobby that is put this in the limelight. Yeah, um, I mean, mm-hmm, even if definitely. you want to use the words "ruining it for everyone," it uh, it kind of is. Oh, I feel I feel so vindicated. I yeah, way to go, Dan. No, I do. I swear to God, because if you guys think go back a year and almost a half ago, I said those very same words, and I got hate mail for it. Well, okay, but I mean, okay, you know, I guess if you want to go back and you know what started it, like the whole black sheep video and the. You know, that wasn't multi-rotor. That was, you know, that was a foamy through New York, that video. (laughs) What really sparked, you know, everything in the United States anyway. But, again, it, it, it's, there's no, I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm just saying I think it's very unfortunate that the American Modelers Association has apparently, and I say apparently because I don't know this for a fact, but has they appear to have taken the stance of not representing all aspects of the hobby equally. Yeah, yeah it's and again, whether that's true or not, <laughs> perception is reality. I read their response. I swear to God. I know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to point out because people say, well, you guys don't have your facts correct. You're wrong. You misinterpreted. I don't care whether I misinterpret it. The point I'm trying to make is perception is reality. I'm a paying member of the AMA just like you guys are. And the bottom line is, if we feel this way, 
I'm sure yep. there are tons of others out there that do that are either voicing their concerns and opinions or not. And the AMA ought to take that to heart and do something more strongly uh, publicly than what they did. It's a, it's a damn shame. Anyway, it's very concerning. Yeah, I agree. So that's what I've been up to this week, guys. <laughs> Dan up to a rant? Never. Wow. Never, never. obstinate Dan. I've finally gotten around to bringing my charging setup into the world of current technology and wow, what can I say? From the powerful and feature-rich Dual Power Lab 8 charger to Progressive's unique and infinitely adaptable modular parallel balance board systems, I now feel like I can charge my entire fleet of packs from just two ports and a few charge leads. So why mess around with that old and busted charger or its accessories? Follow my lead, head over to ProgressiveRC.com and have a look at the multitude of chargers, power supplies, accessories, turnkey charging systems, and even batteries. If you're not sure what to buy or have a question about how to design your custom system, then go ahead and give the PRC team a call at 443-BATTERY and they'll get you squared away in no time. Thank you, Justin. Call the PRC team at 443-228-8379. ProgressiveRC.com Bringing charging power to a heli near you. So, who wants to go next? Wait, wait a minute. Where are you at for flight? I don't even know anymore. I don't want to rewind episodes to get your flight count. I, you're going to have to. I'm, he hasn't got, You haven't gone any further, yeah. have you? You're no. 440. Yeah, I have not. How do you remember that? Because it's pretty easy to remember 440. When it hasn't changed for a month, it's pretty easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too sure. You know? It just, and yeah. it, it repeatedly, week after week, it just gets burnt further into my psyche so it's like actually branded on my frontal lobe 440 yeah so it's pretty <laughs> there hard. you go it's pretty hard to forget that not sure really how to what to say about that except you suck nah, and of course by you i was gonna be, back off that was you I feel saying like we just rag- you suck no we need we need to go back to sandwich no so. no <laughs> It's okay, I Dan. deserve it. You'll get some in next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, Dan. There's always next week, Dan. There's always next That's week. That's right. There aren't many next weeks left. I know. So <laughs> get on the ball, man. You know what to do. <laughs> That's why you're going to OHB early. Oh. Yeah. You know, okay. Because you are going to get some flying in. So Your heli's already almost there, right? Yeah. So here's here's the thing. I was driving home tonight. It took me, typically it takes me 40 minutes. It took me two and a half hours. Ouch. Six inches of fresh Jeez. snow on the road. White knuckle winter driving the whole way. And the whole time, it was so so crazy slippery and like not, you know, being able to drive very fast or go over 35 without feeling the car sliding around. I actually had to turn the radio down to focus on driving. <laughs> and while I was doing that, I was thinking, I'm going to be in Florida next week. I'm going to be in Florida next week. I'm going to be in Florida next week. <laughs> It's, it's horrible out there, man. This this snow just belted us today. So that's my week. Who wants to go next? So let me, let me explain go. to you guys how this works. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> okay. You, 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 good. 
I did get flying in. One? No. Three. I got in. Uh, I don't know the exact count, but I can tell you my total. Let's see here. Let's just open up this thing that has been used. I'm quite guessing a bit you got lately. somewhere around 25 flights. And here's why I suspect that. Because you very you were very quick and 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 prompt and very in our faces about how many flights you got. I believe it was Saturday, 15, right? Something and like I got that. 20 on Saturday. Yeah, so I and you at least got 10 the next day. So that's why I'm saying 25. What's what's the count, Nick? I'm, I'm sitting at a grand total of 570. Ooh, nice. Okay, it's but good. you ready for this? I crashed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Which one? Uh, I crashed one of the E700s. Uh oh. Did you? But, did you do it Big Daddy style? No, I can never compete with Justin in the crashing. It's no, just nor never. do you want to. So I, it's not a bad me. thing. That's not I, bad. <laughs> I crash like a girl big time. Uh, it's kind of funny what happened. You, you ever really get into a maneuver where you're just like, and like you got your tongue hanging out to the side. You got mm-hmm. it all locked in, you know, and I was working on these. Well, anyone who's flown with me knows I'll I'll come into a, I go knife edge, um, knife edge on the aileron axis, so tail left and right, and I start a super super tight funnel like in one spot with the heli on its side, so you know um, backwards, going like that, going like that, and you get it locked in, and it's just killer. I think I, uh, Whistling Years was the first one that I saw do it, and I was like, ooh, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm working on transitions. Uh, my goal, eventually, is to do all four quadrants of it to where I start tail left, going backwards, flip it up into a tail down style, do it there, and then go, you know, um, nose right on it, and then nose down. So I, I got the first one, got it locked in, uh, do a quick jab of the of the rudder, get the tail down. I'm like, there it is. I got my tongue all hanging out to the side. <laughs> well, I think that I was actually flying it like a little kid plays a video game where why, I actually think I had the transmitter at about a 45 degree <laughs> angle at that point. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, look at that shit right there. And I hit throttle hold. (laughs) You hit throttle hold? I accidentally bumped throttle hold. I think I was dancing all over the transmitter. Yeah. Wow. So how did that turn out in the end? Uh, Very not bad. I mean, pretty much best case. Because right when I did it, I was like, oh, because those require, I mean, you are, when I'm doing those, <laughs> I am 100% full cyclic. I mean, full, all the way pegged over cyclic, you know, maybe, oh man, three, four degrees of of collective. 
if that little bit a lot of, of rudder, pitch on the blades <laughs> lot let's just say a lot yeah. of pitch on the blades jesse knows yeah a lot oh, of pitch yeah. and they're moving so when you hit throttle hold they slow down fast <laughs> and then i flip back out for a second and when i saw the blades i i was like hmm hmm <laughs> let's think about this i'm five feet off the ground I can see the blades. A spooling back up could be very catastrophic. (laughs) So I I made the decision to go back into throttle hold and kind of lay it down on its back and just bleed it off as much as possible. Plunked it down in the grass. I broke two links up on the head. I did bend the feathering shaft. No broken... No broken blades, no bent main shaft, nothing else. Not a scratch on the canopy. Oh, one skid. Hmm. That's, That's it. That's pretty good. Feathering yeah. shaft, but no blades. No blades. Wow. So I crashed like a girl. I mean, the grass that is That was pretty long. anticlimactic. I know. Yeah. I was really hoping to hear about some carnage. But I'm kind of no, wondering I, why you even told us that story, to be honest with you. Well, because it involved flying. Remember, Dan, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> what is this that is flying the whole you kind speak of point of the show. Yeah. <laughs> what is this flying you yeah. speak of? Yeah. Hmm. Tell me more. No, so we just threw it up on the shelf and uh, threw it up on the shelf and grabbed a little garbage, put some flights in on that, and have now, Dan, I absolutely freaking destroyed Two of your batteries. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. and uh, flight time, you, you took them down too low? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. No, two of them officially let go at a minute and a half. Uh, what do you mean let go? Like, just I'm, stop I'm working? missing it here. What happened? They, we pulled a like poochie on them. Yeah, we low voltage like cut off cut at a off. minute and a half in from a fully charged pack. They gave up the ghost. They threw in the towel. Why? I didn't, oh, I, I didn't know you were going to be so mean to that heli. Yeah, I love it. I don't want to trade. Dude, I love beating on that. I have. I did bump back up. I am at 2550, and that's my new happy place. With those, oh, man, you want to talk about a soggy, turd, wet, fart set of blades. Those SAB blades are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> They are the worst <laughs> set of blades. Did you hear that, Kyle? Tw- Did you hear that? 2550, <laughs> okay, 14 and a half degrees of pitch. And at full collective, you should be able to stop that thing on a dime with that. But it's just like you whack the collective the other direction, it just goes <laughs> like that, and then like... <laughs> just kind of fizzles to a stop. It's horrible. And there's no pop back in the other direction. It's just not it feels really crappy. I'm I'm not a fan of the blades. Not a, huh. Couldn't tell. Yeah, couldn't tell. Couldn't so tell us how you really feel and don't hold back this time. Well, I mean for that, you know, that's plenty. I I now get like if the if that's what comes with the heli and people bought that heli when it came out, 
I now understand why everyone runs them at 2,800 RPM because I think that's about what it takes to get those blades to work properly. <laughs> you have to spin them so freaking fast that they actually get stiff at some point. <laughs> I hate it when you have to spin things to get them stiff. <laughs> it is somewhat problematic, isn't yeah. it, Dan? <laughs> Thank you. I just got a visual. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Helicopter, <laughs> helicopter, helicopter. <laughs> hey, you've all done it. <laughs> no handed right out of the shower in the mirror. Helicopter, helicopter, oh. helicopter. Oh, boy. <laughs> Too far. Too far. Yep. Too far. Yeah. yeah, we officially crossed the line. And now and it was Nick that visual. this time. It was yeah. Nick this time. Well... He did good, though. He did about uh, 30 minutes before it happened, so... Once again, I did not start that. Doesn't matter. You finished it. Sure did finish it, though. (laughs) Yes, I did. Thank you very much. What grade are you in it, dude? Seriously. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Please. Don't even get me started. (laughs) No, so that was uh, my my Scorpion Motors here, so I'm going to do a little bit of wrenching. I am... Very much so looking forward to some time off to fly. Oh, man. I definitely... I need just one really good day. Um, But I possibly foresee it in the future. And this is... Okay? You ready? This is going to be the run for the end. Okay? So, timeline-wise... We leave like, you know, whatever, what is it, Justin? Thursday night, right? Thursday at 6. Okay, Thursday at 6 for OHB. We get back Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife and my son, her sister, niece, they're they're doing the, the Disneyland trip, right? Obviously, I, I, am, I, I hate to be without my family for a week, but... Uh, but that what that means is that when we get back from OHB, they'll be gone for a week. Mm-hmm. If we have weather, I want to, I want to see if I can get a hundred flights in a week. Are you not going to go to work? No, I'm going to go to work. <laughs> you <can> skip work. <laughs> How are you going to do yeah, that, dude? If you go like to work, dark no, I'm serious. Like, let's let's break this down mathematically. Well, here. so what? I think that they don't get. Uh, I'll have to check the dates for sure, and this is only going to be possible if they come back on Sunday. But if they come back on Sunday, and I get that next Saturday and Sunday, that would be Sunday afternoon when we get back. Which I don't remember what time. Do you know off the top of your head what time we're going to get back? We get in at like two or three. Fly in at two or three? Yeah, I think so. Ah, we crap. land in Seattle at two or three. Oh, God, it'll take me forever to get home then. Okay, so if I can do... <laughs> yeah, you're you're no, done. You don't get no anything that Saturday. Yeah. That Sunday. No. Okay, so if I can do... I want to do three flights a day. Well, four. I got to do four. Yeah, okay, four flights a day at lunch. That's 20. Oh, God, where's the other 80 coming to play? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's why I was asking you. Uh, I mean, you know, what? what's your best? I mean, how many flights an hour? Okay, so how about this? I Five? would really like to hit 70 then. That That's what I would really like to. That's a little more realistic. If yeah, I could 25 bang out each day. 
25 Saturday. Yeah. Each day on the weekend and then four each day during the week. Doable. I feel like there's a bet somewhere in here. No, there's definitely no bet because it's not. You can't even remotely bet depending on our weather. That's not fair at all. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's what makes it all point. the more appealing for me. But to that try to... is what makes it more interesting. And that's what makes me farther from gullible to bet. Yeah. Well, we don't have to put something crazy up for for grabs, right? I mean, what? It, maybe it's just like a beer. Yeah. Now you have my attention. Right? Each um, of the three of us will give you a really good beer, or in the case of Dan, a Miller Lite. A Miller Lite. <laughs> Actually, he, he's got to give you like three Miller Lights because no, it's not that's not anymore. It isn't? Nope. What is it? Act like you don't know. Seriously? Come on. Modelo. Oh, oh that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it's, it's like a going slight from- step up. Okay, you give him two Modellos, but Jesse and I, we can actually get away with one because we'll give him good beer. Yeah, we'll give him yeah, something good. Jesse's going to give him Budweiser Platinum. Come on. No. No. Ugh. No, know, dude, right? Jesse's about to graduate, man. He He's a, he's a working man now. He's sophisticated. He, he can afford the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can afford the big dollar yeah. beers. Big dollar All right, beers. So hmm. if we're going to bet, I got to drop my numbers down a little bit. No, 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 no. Not for No, dude, not so, you, yes, you know what? Losing confidence. Yeah, you, are, you, you laid yourself 50. out on the line. No, you said 70. No, you, 50, I though. Think, no. When was the no. last time any of us got 50 flights in one week? Dude, you still Probably are going to lose another bet that you and I have. Oh, what's that one, Dan? What? The multi-rotor bet. Oh, dude, you so don't even know. You you really signed up for a bad one on that one. No, what was no that bet? Let's hear it. What? Who are you? Is this the the shit? I have a right? I have Oh, yeah, hit, Dan, well. I have 22 reasons propelled by a <laughs> by a gas piston chamber. I don't that care. It says there ain't no way in hell you're going to win that bet. Dude, you're not going to be able to do it. Oh, yeah. Let's up the stakes. <laughs> hmm. I'm listening. <laughs> what did we bet in the first place? <laughs> like, I don't remember. I can't he, remember. He went for it. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad that we don't remember. Was it a set of blades? No, it was something simple. It was something. No, it was something simple. I can't remember. But I say we do blades. Screw that. I think if I hit it, I should be able no, to keep it. You ha- no, that was not the premise of the bet. You can't. I think that was definitely the premise <laughs> of the bet. No, Justin, you have to back me up on this one. Did he not no, say There was he no could talk take- of him getting the, the, the multi-rotor if he shoots it. No. no, 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 no. No, there was none of that. That's not what I'm I, I saying. I seem to remember it was like 50 bucks or something. No, no, no. Whoa, that's low. I know no. the listeners are going to hey, are Justin, email us and tell they'll us. Justin, it. join us. Yes. Join us. <laughs> you went off on a tangent. It has nothing. I, what I was asking you, remember the premise of the bet was that he could take the machine down, down. with down. one yes, shot. That's true. Yes, that's yep, right. That was it. With one shot at 50 yards. Ain't happening. I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, same here. 
Confidence I is think low. he's been playing too much Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I got he's this. a little puffy in the chest. He's like, dude, <laughs> I got this. I, I can take out a raider up. at 300 yards with a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> the, red, the little red rider. Yeah. yeah. I say we do a set of rail blades. I mean, chances are you'll probably still like rail blades at that time. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, shut up, Poochie. <laughs> Let's see the confidence now. Yes. Yeah. All right. Seven hundred or six ninety six is whatever they are. I don't care. Yeah, six ninety sixes. All right. Now we don't have a time frame for this, so you have time to practice. It's going to have to be in a very private. Oh yeah. Uh, location that has nothing. Close to do course. With. Professional drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Do not attempt. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're going to have time to practice. We're going to have to arrange a time and a place and we have no idea when that'll happen. So, you know, I, and frankly, I'm not, I don't care. I don't, I, you could, I could give you 10 more years to practice and it still isn't going to happen. Nick, do you have, oh. let me ask this question, Nick, do you have 50 yards of distance in your backyard yes. where you and Auden shoot? Yes. Okay. So you, you can, you have shot well, at 50 Okay. Yards. Let me rephrase that. We, I have, I can get to 50 uh, on a sunny day, I have to get into the trees. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if it's kind of cloudy, I can like, shoot from inside your house. Yeah, <laughs> Open the door. He's like in, in the, the back kitchen. Of the kitchen. Yeah. Stay, Stay in the kitchen. I'm going to shoot. Dude, don't no, come you in think the laundry I'm, room. Do Jesse, not come in the laundry room. <laughs> Jesse, you know, I, I sit know. in the back door. Yeah. I sit right there and go. Yeah, but you're going to be like back in the kitchen. You're going to have to put a sign up on your back door that says <laughs> shooting and pro- do not enter. Do not. I go ten yards into the trees, but yeah. yes, I have shot at. So that what distance. I was gonna say is to to put some heat under Dan's ass on this. You could you could print out a picture of a multi rotor. It doesn't matter. Full size doesn't and matter. stick it at fifty yards and show us. And it, it's it, you got to be honest here. Your oh yeah. First shot. Okay. Here's Where the deal. Do you hit? Here's the deal, and this is why I know this does not matter. I don't. He could show me targets all day long. Here's here's what it comes down to: as an avid hunter when I was younger, as a competitive archery shooter in a previous life. Practice means nothing when it comes to completing the actual shot that counts, because it's a whole different set of circumstances. You're going to be looking at a different angle. There's going to be some slight movement because you cannot keep a rotor completely still. Mm-hmm. There are factors that you simply cannot account for in your practice. Like heckling. And heckling. Oh, come yes. on. Really? You need to heckle that? Well, of course. That's yeah, borderline dude. impossible as it is, and you're going to heckle Well, it. it's not borderline impossible. It's uh, Your odds are extremely... Ex- See, I don't think that... I don't... I do not think that the odds, I agree that the odds are not in my favor in no way, but I think that if you guys were to, uh, Dan, especially you growing up in Montana, I think that if you were to shoot a 22, 22 caliber, uh, gas piston air rifle that you would change your mind. I've shot You would go, God damn it. Okay. That's a lot better. There's no question of power at 50 yards. None. None whatsoever. It'll stop a motor dead. If it hits a motor can, it's going to put, it'll slam it right into the magnet. Done. That motor's going to quit. Game over. I would agree, but that's not, you're not going to be able to make that shot. 
if it goes see that's it okay so what what are we talking prop speed on one of those mm, eight thousand nine thousand eight or nine thousand yeah you're not going to be able to get at you know by the time it gets out there 50 yards you're probably talking i don't know what 600 feet per second somewhere around in there 700 uh, you're not going to be able to get that pellet through the prop without hitting it. You're, uh, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Good luck. I, <laughs> probability is low. Very, and that's a very big... Low. See, that's the other thing. That's a pretty big... If I aim for a motor, right? So I aim for a motor. We're talking... Uh, what kind of height are we talking here? Because I need to practice at the appropriate. The height will be at my choosing. Well, you can't put it at 100 feet. That's kind of crap. It'll be 50 yards away from you. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Oh, this just got cheap. (laughs) It didn't get cheap, dude. I mean, realistically, he's going to put it somewhere between 5 and 15 feet. I might put it 50 yards right above your head. It's going to be 50 yards away from you, whether (laughs) no matter the angle. Oh, I see and, how it is. But you should have clear view of anything you think you need to hit to take it out. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, but I, I mean, if he's going to go, A, you're not putting it 50 yards straight up. Because I'm not why shooting not, dude, That's even better. Straight yeah. up. You know why? You just probably you're trying to knock down. <laughs> Lay down on the ground. Now you've got some stability behind that thing. Plus, you've got a much larger target area. Uh, yeah, yeah pretty much we, anything. Yeah, you we hit can from name the, the game population control. Yeah, oh. as you're trying to knock it out of the sky while laying under it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can move. <laughs> this is this is not going in a good direction, and it's it's oh, neither an no. RC multi rotor shoot down nation or RC <laughs> BB gun twenty two uh. gas fired piston nation. So now Justin's the compass. Hmm. Yeah, you've yeah. lost your standing. It's getting Justin. good. So that's my week, and I'm smoking all you bitches so you can kiss my ass. <laughs> we haven't heard Jesse's yeah. talk yet. The breadth of topics oh, we've geez. covered already is just phenomenal. So continue. Yeah, this is Go, two or three weeks keep for going. the content. You know, there aren't many companies that can honestly say they offer a complete spectrum of helis from beginner all the way to expert. Well, Blade Helicopters can not only make that claim, but they can most certainly back it up. Whether you're looking for your first collective pitch heli, like maybe the 200 SRX with self-leveling safe technology, or you're ready to step up and play with the big boys and get the 700X Pro Series, you'll be sure to find a Blade Heli that will fit your skill level and budget. From little kids to big kids, Blade's got something for you. So fly on over to www.bladehelis.com for more information. Jesse, your turn, man. Oh, my goodness. I am going to have to disappoint. Say it. Not, yeah, not only was I not on the show last week, I didn't freaking get any flying in either. No fly, no, fly, no show. No fly. Yeah, man. You no know, fly, you know Shaw, you know nothing. Seriously. You suck. No, the, yeah, and the, you know what's even worse? We should sign is, a petition. Let's sign a petition to have Jesse removed. 
Should, I mean, how do we? What's the yeah, proper channel? I would. Uh, yeah, send that to me, Dan. I need to sign that <laughs> you'll, thing. You'll get right on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that guy is just slacking. What is he doing? No, it's. You know, the worst part is so. As I mentioned, was was not on the show last week. Making the trip home um, from school. Just we, we get a whole week off for Thanksgiving. So Monday through Friday, entire week off from school. You know, I have minimal homework for classes. I am trying to find a job, so that takes up some time, but not a ton of stuff uh, to do these last couple of days. And guess what? I don't even think it's quit raining for more than 10 minutes. It hasn't. In the last three days. I mean, this has been... You don't have snow over there today, Like, absolute... Well, I'm in Bellingham. Oh, that's right. You're not in Pullman. That's right. Yeah, I, I luckily got over the pass just in time. <laughs> did, did not get hit with the snow while driving. Um, it was just rain at that time. Um, but no, so in Bellingham, as you always hear, Nick, I mean, and Justin, Justin gets it too down there, say it just, I mean, just rains. doesn't snow here that much. It just rains all the time. You know, flood warnings, flash flood warnings, whatever, the whole deal. And so these last three days, it's been, okay, everything's sitting there ready. I don't even have anything to really wrench on because in anticipation for this trip home and having this week of flying, I had everything 100% ready to go, just sitting there waiting to fly. So there's really not even that much to uh, go down out in the garage and wrench on. Um, But the rain has just been beating down relentlessly. But I'm sitting there. I'm on guard. I'm waiting. When it does stop, I will be flying. And when it does stop, you'll be sitting in the living room going, hmm, I should go flying. Yeah, nah. but it's freaking cold out there. <laughs> I'll wait for it to get warm. <laughs> yeah. No, this this weekend, um, this weekend does look good. Saturday. It, it looks like the, the rain should finally break on Saturday. It, it, we may end up getting some decent weather. So if that is the case, I will be heading out to the field on Saturday to get in some flying. Very but nice. Other than that, not jeez, not a whole lot going on, Dan. Hmm. I wish I would it's it's almost like I need to take my heli and drop it off the bench or something just so I can have something to wrench on. That I mean would you've done be that before, haven't you? Awesome. You're not being creative enough, man. You gotta you gotta start hacking it up and making it better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I could I could do that. I want you to throw it off of a cliff, very tall cliff. Yeah, yeah. And then go, but without it, a parachute, just like throw it just, off. I would just leave it, so or like, or all right, here it goes. Throw it off of a big cliff, and then and then it's like I don't know, hundred feet down there. Then try from the top of the cliff, try to pee on it, just for good measure. Yeah, while it's plugged in. <laughs> Necessary. Just saying, that's well, what then that's what that, that's what you do with compasses. Yeah, you know we all we all are entitled to our own opinion. Yeah. I you wanted one a few what month ago? So I I would hey, take you know, I would people take change. One. I would take one. People change. One showed up on my door. I'd take it. He was gonna buy and do mine, what? but I'd, do what? They throw it, it off a hundred foot cliff and pee on no, it. No, I'd fly it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still Why have are we uh, peeing on things. I have uh, a. Uh, I do still have my eye on Ed's seven H feet. So we'll see nice. what happens in the spring. He, he, but I, I am. So 
Nick's been asking everyone else, so I might as well. The flight count hasn't changed in, I think, three weeks now since I oh, crashed Jesse. and rebuilt the 7 We're simpatico in that way, Jesse and I. Yeah, Dude, I get, is this, this like your, is this your biggest dry streak of the year? This, oh, of the hobby. Like, this whole, well, I guess... In general, if, I guess if you just looked at the number of flights I've gotten since I've been back to school this time, this has been the worst dry streak of the hobby, without a doubt for me. Um, extremely unusual. And so, but it's almost over, dude. What do you mean it's almost You're over? Almost over. Done winter with school. is. You're almost done with school. Well, I'm almost done with school, but winter and crappy weather is yeah right unfortunately so having a bachelor's like, degree doesn't change the weather <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> yes but it changes right, your time i'm done with school yeah it, that that will be nice just because you know the senior this no, last too, semester too has just don't, been, i don't want you to agree with me now it's too late i threw out that that positive for you and you just shit on it so that was that was the only positive any of us are getting from dan the entire episode yeah. i can tell because he's got some fire going on <laughs> so the the flight count right now i'm sitting at 512 and i'm gonna set a goal for myself that by the end of the year 513 breaks 600 no 600 you've still got an easier goal than nick does because nick's going for 700 unless yeah, you changed that's... that nick no i'm still trying for that no, I'm going. I I gotta go for 600. Especially, I know I've hashed this out in previous shows. Looking at my weeks and graduation and blah, you know, traveling home, lots. Yeah, 600. That's the that's the. Goal I for think me. that's reasonable as long as you don't keep having these really bad weeks. Yep, that that would be the plan. Um, and ultimately, it's gonna come down to maybe. You know, to get there, maybe finding a little bit of time during some weekdays here and there, mm-hmm. sneaking out, maybe the weather break in for an even. You know, take it's it's where you finally have to take advantage, or you can take advantage of those hour, two hour breaks in the weather. You really got to jump on those at this point. It's it's no longer uh, I'll get out this weekend because who knows what the weather's going to be like this weekend. So yeah, you can't take be advantage picky of at every this point opportunity. In the season. Yep. If exactly. it's not raining, regardless of what else it's doing, it's then it's flyable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that includes snow. No. Yep. No. Cold. No. No. Well, and that's what I think is going to challenge Nick the most. You know, you might have a chance of getting 70 flights in, Nick, that next week when your family's gone. But to get in 25 flights, you got to be there for longer than two hours. Oh yeah. Well, the the so, thing that really sucks is the sun. You know, the four thirty, it gets dark out. Yeah, that I mean, makes it's, it tough. You can't you can't go to the field that you're. You know, I guess when I would normally go to the field because I can't stay till seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about being cold, Justin? Yeah, I just remembered as I said that that you have your camper thing or <laughs> yes, your yeah. your trailer. trailer. So I guess that with a heater in it that is heater in it. it. Yeah, but still, Jesse's right. I mean, you need to get out there in the yeah, morning it's still. Oh, yeah. You know, usually and, during the the summer, I roll up to the field at like, I don't know, noon, one, and then stay until seven or eight, and it's still light. Now you're yeah. screwed past four or 430. Well, see, and I, I usually try to get out in the morning so I can get back at a decent time and get some stuff, other stuff done. 
The problem with that in the winter is it's so freaking cold in the morning. That yes, it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's much to your advantage to maybe head out around noon when it's 10, 15 degrees warmer and then fly till dark. So, you know, just kind of switching it up. Huh. That it? That's it. 512, <laughs> going for 600. Nice, dude. What's the jackhammer been up to? The jackhammer has been flying. So I don't take a no fly. I've gotten an additional seven flights in. One was a maidening of the Diablo speed. Speed turd. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Completely naked. I didn't do it with the, like I said before on the last episode. You didn't wear clothes when you were flying it? No. That is dedication. That is dedication. Especially this time of year, Matt. It was spinning around, too. That's That's the only way I could keep it warm. (laughs) Helicopter, helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no the irony but, there. Oh, no. I, I I maidened it with the fuselage off, and as I mentioned, the reason for that is because it's you know it's such a, a a big effort to get everything on there and get it fitted that I wanted to make sure before I do that I didn't have anything obvious you know wrong or something loose or whatever. The maiden went flawlessly. It is. It sounds just like all of these two stage helis. It seems the TDR the the goblin. It has a very unique sound, uh, even amongst the two-stage helis. Um, even at like sixteen or seventeen hundred RPM, it's pretty darn impressive. So the the maiden went off without a hitch, no problems. Everything stayed tight and didn't cause any issues. And I've now, in the last few days, basically been working on getting the fuselage on. It really doesn't take all that long, but I wanted to rewire a couple of things after I took a second look at the wiring job. Really make sure it's it's nice and clean and tight in there so that nothing is at risk of getting crunched or yanked on or anything like that. Uh, I also flew, so that was, that was uh, one flight, uh, two flights. And then I got five flights in on the chase. So that guy's still doing its job, loving it. I go over to a little baseball field block or two away from my place with four packs, do my thing, come back. And uh, Dan, I'm telling you, man, it's freaking awesome. The, you know, the thing that I noticed is that even with the 450s, I fly what most would probably consider bigger than usual i mean i i've seen jesse fly his warp and i've seen nick fly smaller helis and you guys can fly big but you tend to still sort of keep it in a much smaller 450 or 500 size box right yeah it's fun right there it is (laughs) and 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 for the record i'm using this opportunity to try to get better at that kind of tight flying because it's it you know i don't care what anyone says it's different with a 450 flying in a box than it is with an 800 oh yeah you know there's a there's Mm -hmm. a little bit more pucker factor even if you're a competent comfortable pilot with all the orientations i mean you see that thing coming by you know 10 feet away or five feet away with those blades and uh uh-uh it's it can be scary shit so I'm using the 450 to to hone that skill, but still, when I don't feel like honing the skill, I fly it a little bit bigger. But what I'm realizing is 
even, you know, if it was a 500 or a 550, I don't think a baseball field would work for me. So that just further validates this size of heli for me. I'm flying it out with the lighting that we've got here, at least in the gray, crappy skies. I think it would be different in the summer. I'm flying it out about as far as I'm comfortable with in terms of visibility, because at the end of the day, it's a tiny little model, right? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's probably, I don't know, 50, sometimes 70 feet out, which is small enough to fit inside a baseball diamond without a problem. But now you turn that into a, a 500 or you know a 430 uh, class blade heli or a true 500 like the goblin or the x5 and i think that range gets even bigger and that's that's uh that's what i was looking for that really makes me feel good about the purchase hmm. nice hmm. well just so you're aware um it's still a tiny little model at the beginning of the day as well Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's all you well like- and good till you got to fix it. <laughs> That's just when they suck the worst. Eh, this one's not bad, man. It really, uh, you'll see it eventually. It's a pretty open layout. I wouldn't, I, I'm not worried about it. It should be, should be pretty straightforward. Well, especially if it handles crash as well. Yeah, Maybe. and I mean, who knows? It's a, it's a 450, right? I, Stuff's going to break. Yeah. Is that all you got? That's pretty much it. Other than that, I've just been uh, creeping on sites, looking at Black Friday stuff, which will have been done by the time this this, uh, episode posts on Cyber Monday. But I do want to point something out, which is new, okay, this year. Now, have you guys been getting all of the emails from the retailers that are like, Black Friday week starts on Sunday. (laughs) So now it's like, I mean, every day there's a new thing. It's almost kind of like taking the fun out of the Black Friday bit where you have that one 24 hour period. Like stay up late and do the. God, where does this sound familiar? Totally sounds familiar. Like, does it? Like this guy that. Yeah, some some asshat that we associate with on occasion was saying something very similar yeah to that who was that oh no 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 no. he wasn't saying anything similar he was saying he's unwilling to support anyone that does it on any day other than friday he did say i'm simply observing yeah he did he did i just said yes he did say that but nick also said that's what rubs him the wrong way about it it's it's oh ten thirty no 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 you're doing it ten I'm doing it 10. you're doing it on Friday I'm doing it on Monday yeah but see now it's Same so thing. far removed that he should go back in the other direction right Nick because now no one's taking any time out of your family time we're talking Monday the day that you get home from work and go to bed to go to work the next day just like any other weekday it, it no you know what it, you know what it's like. It's like taking 4th of July and saying, okay, I don't want to set off all the fireworks at once. I'm going to set off two or three on Monday. I'm going to set off three or four on Tuesday. And I'm going to string them out over the whole week because that'll be cool. That actually Said does no sound one fun. ever. <laughs> Said Dan. Yeah. That I think awesome. that would be awesome, dude. <laughs> no. Why blow that's... shit up one day when you can blow shit up every day of the week? 
No. Yeah, that. Dumb. It's not a good. Yeah, that one fall flat. You're talking that to a rocket scientist, man. Yeah. Sorry, Nick. No. No, thank you. I, I I love the concept of you know staying up at all at all launches at midnight. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the you know wife's out getting ready with the with the crazy ones in the family to go do the midnight shopping or whatever and you're sitting there on your computer like just waiting for it and that's fun to me i mean that is fun Mm -hmm. um but i know why they do it probably because you know the the servers can't handle it yeah the the, you know keeping product stock is an absolute nightmare when it goes that fast well and think about it from a standpoint of of the aftermath right so now, I mean, they got to ship all those orders out. And yeah. if they can spread it out over a week, now when when the staff gets in, you know, the staff doesn't have to show up on Saturday and Sunday to pack boxes such that they can all go out Monday and Tuesday. I'd, I would rather have wait and have my stuff show up. I'd rather say, you know what, you just go ahead and come in on Monday when you get there. Uh, you I'm are good. a very nice man, Nick. Said no one ever. <laughs> hey, that's my joke. <laughs> no, I I don't know. That's that's my view of it. I think it's just drug out and less wow. They took all the fun out of it, sucked it all out. Let's move this dog and pony show along. I got a surprise. Yeah, for you let's guys. go. I got a surprise. You guys ready for this? Yes. I'm gonna give something away. Not just something. Something pretty cool. Jesse, you got that? Uh, no, no, no. You got that uh, winner, winner, chicken dinner button ready? Oh, you're gonna have to give me a minute, Dan. All right. Well, well, Jesse's getting that ready. You guys have no idea what I'm about to give away, do you? No, nope. but I'm a little nervous. Nope. <laughs> a full set of expert servos to one lucky listener. Really? Three cyc- <clears throat> three cyclic and one tail servo. Really? Absolutely. Wow. Oh yeah. I'm feeling it. It's that time Dude, of year, man. That came uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh are we eligible? No, you guys are not eligible. <laughs> <laughs> so crap. Nope. Who do we have to thank for this, Dan? Dan. Dan. <laughs> wow. You you're <laughs> you're literally taking They're still in the damn box. servos. Yeah. These yeah, what did you do like, to them? I didn't do anything. Like, no, no, no. They they have 800 flights on them. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah, let's I'm get some details here. Favor. They're still sealed. They're sealed in their original containers. Never been opened. Wow. I got these I feel servos. Like there's a really creepy catch. There's here. not. I yeah. got these servos uh, from Expert Servo a while back, and uh, I w- haven't had a chance or a need to put them in any helicopters. And I figured, you know what? I think I'm just going to give these away. Tis the season. Tis the season. So you ready, Jesse? I'm ready. All Damn, right. I'm excited. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> so, and we're not eligible, right? No, Are you sure, Nick? Eligible. You give something away next, dude. Uh, it's contagious. Can I come down and swing by your house first? <laughs> all right, all right. I, I got it. I got it. All right, let's hear it. Who is it? The winner. The winner of the full set of servos is citizen number 312. Nice. Sean McCauley. 
Sean McCauley. Better be from the States because almost everybody that's won something from us has been in the UK. Yeah, that's true. Or overseas yeah. at least. Yeah, I don't we think a lot we've of stuff ever out of the given country. something away that hasn't been international to us. Which yes, is great, we did. but have yeah. we? No, we did. Yeah. What? Ca- remember? Carl got the charger. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. Yeah, progressive RC. So it's yeah, Sean true. McCullough. That's who, who's the uh, lucky uh, winner of some extras. Macaulay. 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 Okay. We butcher okay. last names. That's what we do here. So yeah, it's get, probably not Awesome, like that Dan. That was really cool, dude. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, Sean, I hope you enjoy And it. I'm serious. I think uh, I think Nick should follow in your footsteps. I think you should follow in, in Nick's footsteps yeah. after he does that. Yeah. I might. You have, but- more, you have more invested into one of your helicopters than I have put into all mine put together. All right, all right, all right. That is not true, dude. You have easily spent at least a, hel- a speed heli's worth of money swapping th- between three fly barless Just systems fly five times systems, yeah, <laughs> yeah. v bar no icon no v bar nope. no icon nope. no bavarian demon no icon <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not bavarian demon <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> so i i, I and awesome i want to do another thing too, and this is uh, um so this Uh-oh. this flight test that we've been doing, this flight contest we've been doing. So of course you know the the loser's gonna Justin is gonna be uh, uh, getting a scrotum trophy, right? Yeah, he's he was trying to be nondescript, <laughs> yeah, and then he realized what he was it. talking about. He's like the loser. I mean Justin. <laughs> so here's what I think we should do next year. I think we should do the same thing, right? Except have an additional trophy and call it the little nuts or something. Whoever next year does not beat. Or does not exceed their flight count. On top of whoever gets the least amount of flights, the least amount of flights will get the scrotum trophy next year. However, there's a second kind of sub contest. Whoever does not exceed this year's personal count gets the little the little scrotum trophy. Well, huh? wait a minute. The only way that Justin could get any less is if he quit. I just want Justin to have two scrotum trophies next year. So, so wait a minute. No, hold on for a second. Time out. Time out. Time out. See, I, I, while I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying there, Dan, I, I honestly think that whether it be yet a third addition to the contest or replacing the original, that the more appropriate way to go is who gets closest to their goal. And before you guys say, well, then you could just choose an easy goal. No, the goal has to be agreed to amongst all four of us for each individual. Yeah, I kind of like that. Because I think that's more realistic. Because, I mean, otherwise, that guarantees Justin two scrotum trophies next year. And one of us. That's good. Because we're not going to agree on anything less than a thousand for Justin. Yeah. No. So. Jesse, I you you better be careful, buddy, because you're going to be working soon, and then you'll see how it is. Yeah. See, but I'm still going to get closer to my goal, even if you guys say 1,200 for me, and then we still say a thousand for you. So how do we? No, how do, if we, you come in at 600 out of 800 this year, out of a thousand, out of oh six hundred. We're not yeah. saying this year. We're saying next year. I know. I'm just, just saying if you example. look at it this year, you really suck. <laughs> All right, that's fair. This year. I like it. 
We should uh, have that drafted up by the proper uh, legal entities and um, have it signed amongst the four of us and then notarized. I ain't going to worry about that. Ain't got no time to worry about that. I'm too busy over here winning. Just flying. <laughs> You're too busy. Get winning. out of here, dude. <laughs> All right. Do we have any news? Because it was only a day since the last show release. So. Dude. So get this. I have a shload of news. Awesome. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Justin Pucci, and despite what you may think, I'm not here to talk to you about wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube men. What I am here to tell you is that the guys over at Rotary Wing RC are stocking up on all forms of heli goodness and passing the savings on to you. Need a fly barless system? Joe and Kyle have Bavarian Demon, Skookum, and Icon. Looking for a heli? What about Gowie or one of those Garbins? Servos? Look no further for BK Servos and MKS. And who could forget the German amazingness that is Contronic? I sure can't because I just bought three of them. So head on over to www.rotarywingrc.com and get yourself loaded up with awesome today. I'll go through it quick. Oh, dude. Wow. It seems like two years later you would know the fucking routine around here. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> this week's news is brought to you by helidaily.com your daily rc helicopter news magazine see how that works nick you remember that yep okay good now it's my turn that's right so that's you, good. You, good you just good let job. me have my turn now right. don't interrupt okay uh first up i wanted to bring it up one more time quickly don't forget uh, those of you who will be traveling to the OHB, uh, OHB bring your cash, your monies, uh, your American monies. Uh, we need to be clear about that. Uh, <laughs> John and Justin Cook and Bert and Susie have put together an incredible little package that um, will be... I think they're going to do like a silent bid on it for the Ronald McDonald Fund. That is that super sick BK Servos painted uh, Goblin 500 setup. Absolutely awesome. Awesome, awesome looking setup. Canopy, boom, tail fin, the whole deal. And then Bert and Susie went ahead and threw in a full set of BK Servos to go on that as well. So bring your cash, be ready, take it home, goes to a great cause. Um, we've got a couple sim updates here. I, I honestly, I didn't even know these guys were still in the running. But uh, that next T sim, Dan, don't you have that I one? I do have that hunk of. Yeah, I do <laughs> have that simulator. Yes. Well, there is an update out for it. Um, we have. <laughs> is it free? I, I hope. <laughs> that was not okay i'm gonna skip that pretend to erase that please uh uh, the new update is out (laughs) version (laughs) one point that's happening that's happening Uh, and we went there 1.346 uh they have added a blade 550x 
and the camera at the DJI S1000, including three-axis control, GPS stabilization. Camera can be controlled by a second remote control or a joypad. Wow. So Man, now... You finally get that GPS stabilization <laughs> in the sim. <laughs> if, if flying Thank multi-rotors God. on the sim isn't awesome enough, I'll you can do it with a friend achieve. now. Yeah. You can sit next to each other and he can fly the camera. And uh, it, it's, yeah. Camera window is scalable, rendered with four times anti-aliasing. I don't even know what that is. I just T-Rex 800 DFC got a second. Canopy design. Nice. Yep. Uh, and an option throttle channel can be defined in the calibration menu. Special tab. Okay. New training videos by Thomas Mayer. I've never heard of that. For learning roll, turn, funnel, and TikToks. Hmm. Is it is this the remind me, this isn't the open source simulator, is it? This is the one that you can well, I don't know. You can play it on Mac. Let's do you actually have to pay for it? I did pay for oh, it. Oh, yes. yeah, you do pay for it. It's eighty two dollars for Mac. Wow, that's gone up in price. Big oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry, hold on. It's eighty two for the C D. Or seventy seven if you just want to download. Still it. gone up in price. I think I paid forty nine for it. Oh, okay. I, you know what? Don't quote me on that. Looks I like feel like I paid it's 49, out of but Europe. I but yeah. And you they know, to be, to be fair, I got it when it was brand new, and I just didn't like it. So I I have not tried it in a long, long time. So there could have they've there, got a lot of new helis. Like I just went to their website. And it looks like the version before this update. Uh, let's see here. Uh, included a bunch of additional helis at free free of charge. They got all the different T-Rexes. They've got a Banshee. They've got Compass 6 and 7 HV. They got a Forza. They've got all the Agiles. They got all the Logos. They got a Goblin. Oh, they they didn't have near that much. You know, when you got it. Let man. me tell you what I, as I remember, what I didn't like about it. Uh, I what I did like about it is they had a pretty cool uh, T Rex seven hundred Nitro in there, right? But what I didn't like about it was you could go to bog it, and it would make the sound like the motor was just dying, but the physics would not change. Ah, uh, you know it. It would still have the same everything as far as pop. Gotcha. But that you know that was a long time ago, and I didn't even you know I I don't think I've ever updated it from. You the, should dust it off, Dan. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I gotta start simming. My God, I gotta start. Yeah, it looks really good. It did. I mean, look, it, it looks did look incredibly realistic. There were a lot of functionalities that just weren't working when I had it. Like, um, you know, you were supposed to be able to fly with other people, but that functionality wasn't working yet, and. You know, it, well, give it a dust it off. Give it another shot. Let's. I, don't I, know. I think that after this long, I I think that we should be fair. How about that? I don't like being fair. Well, I know you don't like being fair. <laughs> See, well, no, seriously, I'm watching a video of um, Mirko Cessna or Cessna, however you say his name, flying a Logo 700 in a like a field scenery. And I, I'd swear it looks, I mean, you can tell it's a sim because of the way things move a little bit, but it sure looks real to me. 
like visually. Hmm. Well, that hmm. said, it's been so long since I've actually logged on to a simulator that maybe they all look that way, and I just wow. can't remember. These, these things are I'm awesome. like, wait a minute, dude. They're in color? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> color. Mind blown. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, speaking of Sims, AccuRC has an update out as well. This one bringing some uh, that actually looks. Uh, I brought this one up because there are some pretty cool updates here. Okay, so what you can do is you can turn off the working control system in flight. So, and and I don't own this, so I'm going to take my assumptions out of out of this here. And you know, if I'm wrong, then okay, so be it. But I believe that this thing is so visually accurate that all of your servos and all that junk move, right? Like when you're flying. And you can see it move. So what this does is it allows you to disable that off while in flight. Disable that off. Turn that off while in flight. (laughs) And having no moving controls in flight allows the sim to run on a much lower specification, um, including like dual core processors and lower spec graphic cards. That, I think, is actually really important because yeah. I don't need to see this, you know, it, it's got to run smooth on the computer regardless. Maybe you can't turn it up all the way, but flight characteristic-wise, it can't glitch because that, I mean, to me, that's what makes the sim is how it flies. I would far rather <laughs> sacrifice graphics than, you know, have it kind of hesitate or lag or something like that. So... Good for them for recognizing that not everyone has a, a gaming computer. Uh, they've got a whole bunch of... They've got lights, glow rope stuff, n- night flying blades, um, a, a lot... Man, the helis that are on here with the night setups. It's just ridiculous. I'm... Oh, man. I might have to get this now. Yeah, dude, I'm watching the video of the night flying thing. That's freaking sweet. Does it have any multi-rotor stuff? Because uh, I'm not interested otherwise. Oh, my God. Sims have to have, I mean, they have to have multi-rotor. Now, could you settle settle for it if it did have multi-rotor, but it didn't give you the option to control the gimbal no, on a second joypad? That's the new standard. It has that. Joypad? Yep. That's what they call it. Joypad? That's what they... Go back to your news, dude. You even said it. Joypad. See, now I'm looking at the AccuRC here, and I got to say that the next RC actually looks a little bit more realistic in terms of the rendering of the blade disc in daylight. Now, maybe there's an option there where, uh, you know, you can change that, but... In the Acura RC, it looks like the blade discs, both the tail and the head, are just represented as sort of like a a gray translucent circle. Whereas on the next, you could see, you know, it looks realistic where like you get light shining off of certain aspects of the disc and all of that. Yeah, but if it doesn't fly worth the donkey crap, then what's the point? Well, who knows, though? That's speculation. That is speculation. I do that well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving on. 
Um, this one I thought was kind of interesting, and I don't, you know, we're not super up on our European competitions here, but Heli Masters, so they have the location and the dates announced. It's going to be in, in Munich, Germany. But I guess what they've done is, let's see. So it says they'd like to announce that we have combined all four events from around Europe into just one big competition. We focus on more fun, the best pilots, and an awesome show. Will be held July twenty or July fourth, two thousand fifteen. Stay tuned for further information at the Heli Masters website. I guess they had multiple different ones. Weren't they the uh, qualifiers? I th- I think so, but I think this is like all... Di- I mean, well, yeah, this is all one deal now. And uh, Heli Masters was always in Venlo. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're clearly not... But this... this sufficiently knowledgeable. It says right here, we're back at home. So yeah, maybe this so is maybe this is where it started. Forgive us for our lack of education on it. We just don't get much, exp- you know, this is about the the most exposure that we get um, to the competition aspect. But they're not changing the format, right? It's the same Helimaster format. I believe so. We will know more as it gets closer. So we got some updates for JR. Um uh, there's a pure compensation update improvement on version 2.0.5 on the TAGS fly wireless system. And then we also have an update for the XG11, XG11MV, and the XG14 uh, radio system mostly has to do with the uh, AXIS um, airplane gyro. I wonder if any of our listeners have flown the tags. If you have, I'd like to hear from you. I've never, I I mean, I've heard of it before. Never seen one. Do you guys know anyone that's flown it? I don't. You know what I would, I would think would be really entertaining. And if I had the time, I would love to do this because it's kind of right up my alley. I would love to have a shootout of the, I better watch my wording properly here. I would love to have the shootout of the f- failed fly barless systems, right? That angers me. That angers you? The way you worded that just <laughs> angers me. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, but it would be like, okay, so the- The less popular fly barless systems. Yes, tags on one, right? The uh, Thunder Tiger, what is it? The GT5. The GT5. Mm-hmm. Right? Put that on one. Do, uh, you ought to revisit the Futaba. Beast X. Put the Beast at yeah, Futaba. Put the now, CGY. Watch it on the Futaba because I've been talking to a few listeners who have got the new 1.3, so, and I've heard it's eh. freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, those and people that, get paid to say that. Well, people get, yeah, fair. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Has I, anyone I'd like said to that. give it a try just to uh, see what it's all about. I mean, well, okay, so. Uh, this again, not positive, but I know that uh, not this last year, but the year before, uh, when Nick came to Snohomish, he was flying V bar on his. Mm-hmm. I know that in his latest videos, he's been back to flying the CGY 750. Mm-hmm. So that does kind of like, hmm, okay. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, because he's always kind of flown whatever flew the best, really. I mean, he might have like one heli, you know, that had the the name brand one on it, but then all of his actual competition machines, he was usually flying V-Bar. I, I see value in doing that sort of assessment ever so often. I mean, from from my perspective personally, and I come f- at it from a completely different side than you, Nick, uh, because I, I am on Team Bavarian Demon, and I'm still loyal to them and will continue to be, but even if I test something out, to see what's up and what's new and improved with other fly barless systems, then I think that can help, and, and for anyone in this position, help strengthen the product that they're working to develop. Because the team members, we get uh, beta versions of firmware, and we provide input and stuff like that, and so, hey, who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe there's something else out there that, uh, that's got a, a leg up. I think that's perfectly fair. Okay, so we've got a little tutorial video. You know, we've seen them at Urcha. Um, the Night Magic Blades, those things are awesome. Well, if you were kind of curious how they were programmed, uh, there's a nice little tutorial video on how to program them, create the graphics for them, and so forth. Man, do we know what the price on those things are? I no. think they're a mm. lot. I yeah, bet I think they're pretty expensive. Just classify it under a lot. <laughs> Not crashable. How about that? Um, and then finally, um, not the news of the week. I don't have a news of the week this week. But we do have a video put out by James Haley of Horizon Hobby on the advanced menu stuff for the Blade 180 CFX. You know, still seeing... Lot of chatter following that heli. Uh, the, the upgrades are flowing from the aftermarket manufacturers now. Just about every part, canopy, torque tube, you name it, metal gears for the servos. Uh, you know, but not. It seems to be holding popularity, so that's uh, that's pretty good. I would still like one. But I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to buy a micro for me. I'm curious to hear how it crashes. I've heard of a couple of people that have had some pretty decent challenges with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I still think it needs to be treated, you know, I I mean, like if I was going to fly it, you wouldn't catch me flying it over concrete because that's, I mean, just a guarantee that you're going to destroy. Yeah, that's asking for it. That's just. Yeah, and it, it is bigger. I mean, it's it's like, oh my gosh, the crashes are horrible. They cost me thirty bucks on this, and my one thirty was only you know ten. Well, it's bigger. Wait a it, minute, it's got to cost more than that. I mean, look, Horizon almost, and Blade do great stuff, yeah. and their helis are awesome, but their parts are expensive comparatively. Yeah, that could be fair. That could be. I haven't looked into price, uh, you know, prices on parts or, or or don't know yet you know so I, I don't know i'd be curious i know we've got a lot of our listeners that have them so you know uh shoot us an email or something and just say yeah. you know hey what's your what's your average crash cost see if we can't do a little bit of that's a survey. what we want to know yes yeah yeah I, I think that would provide good value just over one person's experience 
That's it. That's all I got. Uh, before we leave the news, uh, I want to see if you guys heard about this because I just caught a glimpse of it on our on our homepage, the chat box. The guys the other night were talking about some new JR servos. Have you guys heard anything about these? These like, and someone said something like fourteen hundred dollars for a set. Has, have you guys? Whoa! Whoa! I'm taking it. That means you guys haven't heard anything. Yeah. No. Oh. Not really. Let's see if we can uh, pull that up. I think someone had a link to it. Let's see. I mean, I see some JR servos that are 230 bucks a pop. That's oh. not that far off. Gladiator <laughs> says, JR has developed a new type of servo with non-contact position detection using linear hall ICs, which enable yeah, position detection, detection using magnetic force, Using this technology, JR has now perfected its next generation MPH series linear hall sensing servos. Yeah, that's what these are right here. They're linear hall sensor brushless gyro servo, two twenty nine a piece. Almost seven hundred and fifty bucks for cyclics. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so about a thousand dollars for a set for of, a set of four. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, just wondering. That's if you're gonna, gonna be uh, hard what? sell. Yeah, hundred hundred bucks a piece for BKs. Hmm. Yeah. Well, two twenty nine hundred. Yeah, hundred. There will be people that buy them. Oh yeah. 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 Gonna smash both into the ground. Hmm. All right, guys, this week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Now that I've owned two full sets of BK high-voltage coilless servos, I can honestly say that these are the best full-size cyclic servos I have owned to date. These things are crazy fast, with a speed of 0.049 seconds per 60 degrees, and plenty strong, with a torque rating of 295-inch ounces. Oh, and to top all this off, they're only 99 bucks a piece. So whether you're looking to replace an old set of worn out servos or outfitting that brand new heli, be sure to head over to bkservo.com. Got another treat for you this week. Of course, last week. And first of all, oy, 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 oy. let me apologize to Carrie and Bert for that horrible horrible audio last week major technical difficulties that was tough that was hard on me to edit that but it was a good interview so thanks guys for stopping by but this week we got another one oh yeah cal stacy the one the one the one he is a fantastic sport (laughs) oh yeah it was a fun (laughs) interview yeah, we gave him a little guff. He gave some guff back and uh, had a good time. So we're going to go ahead and play that for you, and we'll be back right after that. So, guys, we have with us the one, Kyle Stacy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? So I was, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. A little cold. You guys are cold as well. Yeah, you, where at in New York are you? You're, are you over there near Buffalo where they got like uh, nine and a half feet of snow in the last three days? <laughs> We're uh we're about forty five minutes east of Buffalo, up in uh, Rochester. So actually, we only have about an inch of snow right now. 
but it's unbearably cold. So it's uh, so pretty miserable. So wait a minute. Hold on a second. Dan, you're in Montana. I want to know who is in a colder spot, you or Kyle? Uh, It's actually Uh, was fairly warm today. Today we were 24 degrees. uh, Oh, you win. We were at 26 today. Oh. So help me with my geography real quick, because obviously, did you just say you're 45 minutes away from Buffalo? 45 minutes, hour. So how in the hell do they have nine and a half feet of snow and you got an inch? Uh, it's uh, doesn't sound right know. to me. It's strange. They usually get pounded with snow, and then we get just a bit of it from them. But it's really not too bad where we are. Uh, they get the lake effect snow, right, Kyle, off of Erie. Yeah, but does yeah, that does that go yeah. away in forty five miles? Does it, is it, it burn off that it, quick? It's weird. It kind of tapers and bends around us and starts heading south a little bit, uh, which is funny. It, it barely misses us, but yeah, they get pounded from that lake effect snow. So I don't know if you know this, but we did bring you on just to solely talk about the weather. Oh, that's fine. That's I love. A, are you a well, big that, weather channel fan? Us, that's what <laughs> us cold weather bastards do. Do you ski? Not at all. I actually do nothing in the winter. So <laughs> living here is not really ideal for me in the winter. Oh man! All right. Well, let's including talk, flying helicopters. You don't fly in the winter. I mean, man. Uh, a couple years ago, we used to do it fairly often, but now. Huh. I don't know. There's just something about standing outside in 15 degrees and just absolutely freezing cold, and it's just not appealing to me anymore. <laughs> well, this is a this is a great opportunity for me to actually kind of transition right into helicopter talk because if you're not flying in the winter, how do you maintain your skills through the winter? I spend an obscene amount of time on the simulator. Uh, oh, I knew now you were going to say making that. me feel yep. bad. I know, dude. right? So, what's your yep. sim of choice? Let's get that out of the way. Um, I used to spend a lot of time with Real Flight. Uh, I helped with the development on 6 and 6.5, but uh, recently I've been playing with Accuracy. And? And to be honest, it's really it's really pretty good. Uh, I'm working with the developers right now and uh, getting some of the kinks worked out, but to be honest, I'm, I'm really impressed with where it is right now. I didn't know we were going to talk about it. I, you know what? I tried it. <laughs> yeah? I didn't care for it. Do you know I why guess. I didn't care for it? Because it crashed. We tried it at Urchin. It just kept crashing on the loading screen. What happened? What's up with that? Oh, yeah. They had uh, some I, bugs I, at Urchin. I haven't seen that one. Uh, mine's been stable. Uh, I haven't heard of the crashing issue, but huh. uh, All right. yeah, I don't know about that one. All right. So tell us about, uh, let's talk a little bit about AccuRC. Because, you know, one of the issues that, I, to be honest with you, it wasn't my copy. I don't know anything about the computer it was being run on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I mean, that's not a fair, like, you know assessment didn't really yeah. get but we uh, we didn't really get past the first first uh flying screen so you know we actually are flying just kept falling to the ground and breaking <laughs> apart the helicopter kept breaking apart but some guy, some of the guys that i talked to have, have tried it and mm-hmm. the one issue that they said is it's it's really cool graphics wise you get to really customize your stuff but you end up spending quite a bit of time building the heli as opposed to flying the heli. What do you think? Yes. Yes. I can understand that. Um, the presets, in my opinion, they're, they're pretty good for the beginner and, and kind of the sport, sport pilot. But for, in my opinion, the 3d preset wasn't really where I thought it should be. And I did spend some time playing with the different settings and kind of figuring out what each one of them does and getting it kind of set up how I want. And what I found is funny is that my real life 
values like cyclic pitch and collective pitch are kind of directly being used in there. Like if I use 10 degrees in cyclic in real life, I'm still using 10 degrees of cyclic in accuracy. So they absolutely mm-hmm. nailed that, which is kind of cool. Interesting. That is good. That's encouraging, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Um, it's it it is a bit of a, a learning curve, but yeah. so anything is. But once you figure out the values, uh, you can really knock out a new model in just a few minutes. Talk talk to us, Kyle, a little bit about the 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 realism that they're trying to drive into it, right? They're 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 allowing you to choose different blade brands and servos and even like batteries and motors. Yes, you, have they are. you messed with that and. Like, does that make a difference? Can you tell? Um, to a point, you can. Um, you know, there's a bunch of different motors, and they're all, like, for the same class. I mean, when you get down to it, the motors that are in there, they fly about the same. Um, same power, same feel, and everything. Um, you can tell a difference in the servos, though, based on speeds, because you can select it 4 volts, 6 volts, 8 volts, you know, whatever. And uh, you can tell a difference in there for sure. Um there's some stuff. I mean, you can you can change the receiver. I mean, no one. I mean, there's nothing to be felt in that if you change the receiver. Um, but the receiver. That's ju- that's just for super heli nerds. Yeah, that's. It's like I gotta have the exact <laughs> receiver that I'm flying on my real model. Ex- exactly, exactly. But I mean, yeah, you're never gonna feel the, the receiver. But like uh, like you were saying, Justin, you can change the blades. And they are doing CG, they're doing weights, they're doing everything with the blades they're actually factoring into the sim, which is cool. So when you select a blade, you can see the weight, you can see the length. I mean, they get really descriptive with it. So, I mean, if you go from a 690 to a 710, you're going to notice every change in real life that you would notice. You know, more lift with the 710 versus the 690 or, you know, what it's, it's really mm-hmm. just like real life when you change um, stuff like that. And, and do the blade models, do they tie back to those same values of CG and weight on the real blade? So, for example, if you go and choose SAB 690s and then go and throw a set of Radix 690s on there, is it going to feel the same as those two blades on a real heli? Um, I do believe so. I mean, for now, the sim's new. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot of options as far as blade goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, 690s, they're, I mean, they're relatively the same weight. But if you go from 690 to 710, there is a notice- noticeable difference in weight. Um, I do believe they change. The CG is definitely noticeable, though, because from one set of blades to another, with different CG in there, you know, the model is going to track differently in flight, which is definitely noticeable to me. Yep. Very so, cool, dude. Yeah, they get they get really uh they get intense with it. It's fun to it's fun to play with it. You did mention that the it's a fair as we all know, it's a fairly new sim. Mm-hmm. Tell me about do you know anything uh the community uh, of users? Is there somebody, you know, like Real Flight, you go to the Knife Edge forums and my gosh, you can get almost any any heli that you desire. You may not like the way it flies, but nonetheless there's a lot of people that are uploading uh helis uh for that particular uh, flight simulator is there a similar community for this flight simulator um not well sort of kind of uh you can go on the forums and see what people are talking about but you know it's still a form um there's a there's a beta community on google plus that you kind of have to be invited into so there's a lot going on in there mm-hmm. but as far as like a general public community there isn't really one developed yet well you should get on that 
That uh, should be your first order of business. I'll mention it to him. I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's winter time, and I we wanted. There's lots we want to talk about, but there's a, a specific topic that I want to go over that I'm assuming your wintertime flight simulator helps you with. And, and this is a question directly from a listener that not not necessarily directed at you, but it's it's a question that we get a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they, they would say stuff like, uh, well, when you guys get the pros on, you know, maybe have them go through what it takes to create a routine to music. How do, what's the process and, and how is it done? And, and uh, maybe you can go through your process. How do you, how do you make that happen? Sure. Um, it's really, it's not, it's a very informal process for me. Um, whenever I'm on the simulator, I usually have Pandora or Spotify playing. And I'll choose like top tracks in the U.S. or genres or whatever and just hit shuffle and just go play in the sim, learn new moves or whatever. And if I hear something in the background that it kind of piques my interest, I'll start flying to it and seeing what I can develop. And in general, each maneuver you do, you can kind of in your mind imagine the beats that it like quote unquote makes. So you can kind of find music that makes the beat of the maneuver and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, I mean, Bobby Watts, my good friend Bobby Watts, he's, uh, he texts me pretty often like, oh, check out this band. They have this awesome new song and uh, stuff like that. But uh, really, I, I find the music first and then make the routine. I, I've never once made a routine and then put music to it, never before. That feels like that would be a good way to do it because I even, you know, obviously we're, I'm not flying at anywhere close to where you guys are flying. But when I hear a song, I oftentimes go, I could see – I can see a heli flight to this song. The, the beat's just right. It's got the right tempo. You know, yeah. I, I can see where it would be tough to try to choreograph the routine, you know, and then and then try to find music to go with that routine. Yeah, it's funny. I'll be driving down the road listening to the radio, and the first thing that pops in mind when I hear a good song is, I wonder if I can fly to this. <laughs> that's, I swear to God, that's how <laughs> that's it goes. Awesome. I wonder if I can fly to this, and I think it moves, and well, it's it's terrible. I've got some advice for you. I've actually got, no, it's not really advice. It's uh, more of a, a tip. Mm-hmm. Should you ever decide that you need to make a routine to Britney Spears, Nick, oh Nick has all the tracks you could ever Oh, dude, Nick will hook you <laughs> Nick up. Nick has got the Britney Spears library. Really? Oh, yeah. Yes? Yeah. Wow, that's good to know because I'm kind of coming up with a weird routine for the OHB Nightfly uh, so with some weird music. I might have to hit him up for that. He's got it. There awesome. you go, dude. Occasionally, a lot of listeners don't know this, and it's um, it's kind of fun, but before we, you know, like, Kind of the process that you witnessed tonight, you know, we're trying to get all the little technical stuff going and, and Nick's got his area covered. Actually, we'll hear him. We'll hear him singing Britney Spears tunes. In the oh, background. man. Telling that you. probably just gets glued into your brain of Nick singing <laughs> Britney Spears. Exactly. Now, one of these days, we're actually going to press the record button and it's going to slip out accidentally in one of the edits. Oh, you have to. You have to. That's probably awesome. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so... Let's talk about your, um, another, another question. And, and these are questions that if we don't ask, then we get emailed about and Justin, feel free to jump in at any time, but oh yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of the times we get questions about your particular, you know, the pro setups, what, you know, what are you running? What, what pitch are you running? What head speeds are you running? What blades do you prefer? And all that good stuff, you know, C- could you give us a quick rundown of obviously you're flying, what are you flying KDS nowadays? 
Is that what you're oh, not quite. Uh, no, <laughs> That's I'm right. Flying... Oh, dude. <laughs> the, uh, uh, uh... Uh, kid and i know you're flying those damn goblins it was a good delivery though dan i was like did he seriously just say this he's gonna have to edit that shit out (laughs) so we're talking about goblins tell us about your setup all right um i'm flying what i guess you could consider the carbon edition uh goblin 700 competition and i'm using a uh, scorpion 45 25 520 kv motor with a 22 tooth pulley and a Contronic Cosmic 200 governed at about 2150 to 2180, somewhere in there. Um, I use about 13 to 13 and a half degrees of collective for the two bladed model, and then uh, 10.2 degrees of cyclic. Um, I use Futabo BLS 272 cyclic servos, uh, Futabo BLS 276 tail servo. Um, Futaba 6203SB receiver and uh, pulse batteries. Pulse batteries. Nice, and then, dude. On top of that, I'm I'm still, I've been checking my mailbox daily. We had that little interaction. Of course, you didn't really respond, but I knew what you were thinking, and I really was expecting that 18MZ to show up at my house. Haven't haven't seen it yet. I mean, I, st- uh, I, sort of, I totally will send you a hat and a shirt. Yeah, well, yeah. I have the hat on my head, and I have the 18 in my hands right now, so. Well, I tell you what, how about two shirts and a hoodie? I'll let you know. All right. That's, that's just, it can be hard to, I'm going to keep chatting. Pretty soon, I'll come up with the magic number. Might be five hats, might be six shirts. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. I'll let you know. All right, sounds good. So, so, so I, w- I want to go back to the setup a little bit here. You mentioned sure, sure. you're running on on the motor. It's a 4525-520, which, by the way, I love. One of my favorite Scorpion motors. But it's not a 4530, and it's not a 4535. So that means the 4525's got enough power for you? Yeah, it certainly does. Um, To be completely honest, I haven't tried the 45 or 4530 or anything else, uh, actually, at all. Um, I've just stuck with the 4525, and like you said, I mean, it's an incredible motor. I mean, it puts out uh, plenty of power. Uh, it stays cool. I mean, I was down in Florida practicing for Heli Masters, and it was 100 degrees out and 100% humidity, and just back-to-back flights, and that thing just kept on going. I mean, it's, it's just a truly incredible motor. Oh, yeah, dude. And I, I got to I gotta believe that pound for pound, it's the best bang for the buck in that class because it only comes in at like 500-ish grams. And it puts out about the same amount of power continuous as a forty-five thirty. So it's it's, it's, it's interesting it's awesome. to hear that you 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 run that. I think a lot of the listeners will be surprised because you know you see people putting forty-five thirty-fives or forty-five forties in their goblin, and you just yeah. you probably just don't need that power. In my opinion, you don't. I mean, of course, there's always someone out there who wants to have just ridiculous amounts of power. But in my opinion, I'd rather have kind of a slower rpm maybe not less power but different power and slower rpm and just compensate with more pitch mm-hmm. and just kind of go that route um what, but i mean what some people just like to have ridiculous amounts of power and that's fine how about fly barless system um I'm, i fly the futaba 750 on a lot of stuff uh like mm-hmm. in my goblin 380 i put it on there and just as uh see if i could fit it and i could <laughs> Uh, there's enough space back there, and I fit the 750. Um, but I've been playing uh, right now with the Mikado V-Bar uh, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit. 
But uh, really, I just I fly the 750 mostly. It, uh, it's pretty awesome. Just one, it's one of the only ones I haven't flown. In fact, I, if you can believe this, it's one of the ones that Nick hasn't flown. And Nick really? flies and swaps everything. Yeah. Wow. You guys but I've been hearing it. some I mean, good stuff about the last couple of firmware upgrades. I mean, they they had some challenges early on, if I remember correctly. But they seem to be uh, they seem to be getting it cleaned up or have gotten it cleaned up in in recent months, right? Yeah. Uh, One point three was a big step up for it. Um, when we first started testing in a version one, we were coming directly from the flybar days. So flybarless was incredibly new to us. We weren't too sure about it. I mean, first software after the first flight, I was like, okay, good, <laughs> ready to sell. But I mean, of course, we were new to it, so we didn't have a whole lot of experience with flybarless. So after a lot of different testing and, you know, with Matt Botos, Bobby Watts, myself, Steve Helms, and some guys at Futaba, we kind of grew and, like, figured out what people wanted in it, and uh, we got it pretty pretty good i mean with 1.3 it was a big step up and 1.4 even better i mean the thing is really really solid i'm happy with it so so walk us through that process i mean we've we've talked to a lot of pros that uh and obviously a lot of you guys do spend a decent amount of time uh working on product development but what what role do you play obviously you're doing the testing but you, you communicate back to the programmer, hey, I don't like the way this feels, or because you're talking heli speak, and the guy writing the program is probably talking computer speak. How do you translate that? Well, it's uh, how it works is uh, Steve Helms works directly with Futaba in Japan, and uh, he gets firmware, uh, firmware upgrades, and he tests them himself, and he communicates back and forth with the factory. And then he'll send something to a couple of test guys like myself and Matt Bodos, Nick Maxwell, you know, all those guys. And they say, hey, try this. Let us know what you think. And we'll go out and we'll put a couple of flights on it and say, ah, oh, we don't really like this, but it does this well. And then Steve will go back to the factory and they'll say, okay, try this and then see what happens. And it'll be, okay, this got better, but then this. So it's just kind of back and forth working out different settings and working out different code until it's uh, with what we want. Give me a time frame. How long does uh, that pro- is that a, a long, long process, or is that something going to happen relatively quickly? It's actually for what it is. It's actually really quick. Um, I I do when we're testing. You know, you try and knock out as many flights as you can in a day. But I mean, it's it it changes with different firmwares. But I have probably get 10, 15 flights in a day testing firmware, and then within a couple of days, it's actually down to what I'm happy with. Huh. So it's uh it's impressive, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Any more fly barless questions there, Justin? No, but I, I Dan, I uh I would be I would not be doing my job if I didn't ask about the Goblin three eighty. Well <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not, what do you I'm think, not, Kyle? I'm not interested in three eighty. So we can move yeah, on. Yeah, you go go get a drink. I'm only Dan. kidding. Go get a drink. <laughs> well Kyle and I'll handle this for the next few minutes <laughs> All here. Right. All right. Talk yeah, to us so about the 380, man. What do you man. want to know? I will tell you as much as I can tell you. Well, I, you know, if if I go back a few years and and sort of look at look at your your history in the hobby, I, I remember probably oh I don't know, 
two, three, four years ago, you were really big, went really big into the 450 size class, right? Doing a lot of indoor competitions and stuff like that. So I've always kind of thought, uh, I know you fly the big stuff. We've seen you th- fly the big stuff, but you're also, I would imagine, a, a pretty avid small heli guy. And yeah. I figure it would be a good good perspective to get from you on the 380. What what are your thoughts? Uh, like you said, I did a lot of 450 flying. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, with the T Rex 450 and then the miniature Erica Furion 450. And uh, I had probably the most fun with the 450 size heli. And when I went to SAB, they didn't have anything like that. So I spent actually two years of not flying any 450s at all. And I really missed it. But, you know, with SAB, they wanted to get the most popular sizes out. And when they got down to the 380, I was so excited for it. And when it first showed up and I got my first few flights on it, I was just blown away. The thing was just absolutely awesome. It was simple. It was robust. I mean, I've (laughs) I've been out of the field recently trying to break it, and I haven't been able to. Uh, (laughs) Just, it's, It's awesome. I mean... But then again, from what the 450s I was flying before to compared to what 450s are now is pretty different. I was flying a 3S, 325 millimeter blade, you know, like 3,200 RPMs. And now we're flying 6S, 3,600 to 4,000 RPM and, you know, big blades, 380s. So it's mm-hmm. different, but I, I, I love this thing. It is definitely hands down my favorite goblin right now. And does it does it look and feel like a a four fifty? Even the 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 larger ones of nowadays. I mean, you're familiar with the Warp three sixty and the Chase three sixty. Maybe you've even flown them. Uh, it, this one even looks like a step up in size from the bigger stretch class. Um, I'm familiar with the other sizes, but I haven't flown them. Um, they, it is it is a bit bigger. Um. And it it uh it's very uh it's very nimble because it's it's still relatively close to the same weight as those, but it's running three eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's extremely quick. It's uh, it changes direction real fast, but it, you can still take the thing, go big, go fast, smack it on the deck, whatever you want. The thing is just it's awesome. Very cool, Dan. <laughs> what do you what do you think, man? I think it's a small helicopter. You gotta try one, Dan. You gotta try it. Uh, I'll. You know what? I'll fly. I'll fly one at OHP. Okay. Yeah, I'll get one. Some. I mean, <laughs> chances are there'll be a goblin at OHP, right? <laughs> there might be one or two. Yeah. I don't even know if they'll let us in. You know, I gave my goblin up recently, so I heard. I may not. Uh, I don't even know if I'll be allowed into the state. Uh, we'll see. I, I did hear that you gave it up, but uh, at least it stayed in the family. <laughs> it did kind of stay in the family, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Nick's not bringing the goblin. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Someone will have one there. Someone will have one there. So. so, you know, immediately what's happening here is uh, here in a week or two, we're going to all be down in Florida. You're, you're looking forward to that, I'm assuming. My God. I haven't flown in warm, actually, like actual real, real warm weather. In like two months, uh, I get yeah, that. I can't. I can't wait. <laughs> so tell us, you've been many times, right? OHB, several years. You've been down there, haven't you? Yeah, I think I've been since two thousand nine. Every year since. Tell us, what is your favorite thing about OHB, and what separates it from other fun flies? Um, you know, the best thing about it is spending time with your friends because 
you know, Urza is, you know, fun and, you know, you guys went, you know what it's like, uh, but it's busy. So you're always doing this, you're always doing that. You don't really get to hang out and socialize with your buddies. So this is kind of like one step down from Urcha. You know, it's a little bit smaller. It's a little bit more, you know, you get to be closer with all your buddies. You can still fly as much as you want. I mean, there's a bunch of flight stations. You're never going to, I don't, I really, I'm going to say just knock on wood, but you're never going to find yourself with like all the flight stations full. If you wanted to go fly, you can go fly. Um, all your friends are there, you know, it's down in Orlando <laughs> in the middle of dead winter. So, uh, it's just, it's great. I mean, you can fly. It's nice weather. Friends. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, uh, I don't know if you listened to last week's show, but I'm going to go visit the Epcot center. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. And I thought you might have misspoken to them. <laughs> Everybody else is going to go to the Epcot center, I guess. Right. I- I, uh, and and Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland, Disneyland, yeah. I got uh, I got I got a few emails about that. Did you? <laughs> yes. The listeners caught on, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny shit. So tell what you you bringing the whole fleet down. You bring how many hollies you bringing with you? Oh man, I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh, it's gonna be like eight when I get down to it. Eight. Um, yeah, this is gonna be a tough one. Um, let's see here. A two-bladed 700, a three-bladed 700, a three-bladed 700 with a three-bladed tail, a night machine, and like two or three Goblin 380s. So, how in the <laughs> hell do you do crap, that? Dude. How do you fly with that many? Do you do you ship or do you fly with them? You know, it's funny you mention that because out of all those, I only have to ship one of them. Um, dude, I have this ginormous SKB case, and I can fit uh about four almost fully assembled and you, and you can check that on to a plane yeah yeah of course i just okay, imagine you need to you... send me a link to that i know when right we're done th- with this because yeah. i, I I'm, I'm struggling thinking... to figure out exactly how to ship one 700 yeah i'm like we might be able to bring a body to ohb or back <laughs> <laughs> well it is a it's a rather large golf case and uh, I'm lucky with the Rochester airport that they usually only get me with overweight. And sometimes if I'm really nice to them, they just kind of wave that. Um, but yeah, I can fit four almost fully assembled uh, 700s in there. So wow. it's, it's impressive. But I'll probably just bring three down and then throw some little 380s in there and ship the night machine. Wow. That's <laughs> Well, you do a lot of traveling, so you got that down to a science. This is this this is like going. This is like our first day at kindergarten, trying to figure out how to get helicopters down to OHB. Yeah, shipping them is if you don't have a golf case, shipping them is the best way. But the golf case is awesome because uh, you know you just bring all your stuff, bring parts, tools, throw it all in there, close it up, put a TSA lock on it, and call it a day. Oh my God, I got I just I'm just sitting here minding my own business, and the next thing you know, I've got eight claws into my leg. Go away. <laughs> oh jeez technical difficulties <laughs> so kyle you going down to ohb early yeah i'm going down on november 29th nice and early oh you're even beating out dan i'm going down i'm going to be there on the 3rd of december oh okay oh That's, i thought you were going down the, on monday come dude. The torches beforehand uh what hang on i had two questions there what'd you ask me justin I thought you were going down on Monday. No, I'm going. I'm going to leave on the third and come back on the ninth. Okay, Is that all right? right? Now answer Kyle's question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going to be about a mile away from torches the whole time. Nice. So yeah, I'll come down. 
Nice. That's cool. You gonna let me crash your shit? Hey, that's fine. I'm bringing plenty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got permission. Make sure you let him fly one of the 380s before we get there so we can rub it in his face on the show that he likes it. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll do. We'll I'm do. I'm bringing a, a blade, so 700. Hmm. But we'll, you, we'll oh, the one that's that. not flying yet? The one that's the one that I just put together and I got to take it back apart and put it back. <laughs> Are you going to maiden the blade 700 at OHB? I am. I am. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I still have the box that it can, the shipping box and everything, man. It just makes sense. It's all right there. All I got to do is take everything apart and put it back in the box. That is called lazy. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about the uh, course we watched to fly it at Urchin. Um, my gosh, pretty uh, innovative flight. I knew it right away. <laughs> called it. How did you come up with that? I mean, let you know we we talked with you a little bit at Urchin, but uh, mm-hmm. you know that's been a few months. Mm-hmm. T- tell us about that. How did you guys come up with that unique routine? Um. All right. Well, it started in June. Well, I can't really say started, but the idea started in June. That uh, after XFC, since I got second place, I knew that I'd be in the one contest, and I figured, well, I got to do something cool, you know, try and get the edge on everyone. And I kind of forgot about it until weeks, about two weeks before Asia. Um, I called up Bobby Watts. I'm like, hey man, I wanted to deploy a parachute for my 700 and have it fall from the sky. It was just kind of silence for a minute. He's like, well, okay, <laughs> let's figure it out. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he and Bert had actually tried it um, back in 2010, I think, in a night fly. And it didn't work out very well. You know, they had the parachute deployed too early on Bert during his actual smack routine, and it just balled up the helicopter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's on video. That's on Run Rider. You can check that out. Um, and then Bobby, when he, he deployed it, the blade spooled back up, and his balled up at 500 feet and just fell to the ground. So what we had to do was build a mount um, that would hold the parachute, open it, and then release it from the helicopter. And I worked with my dad. Uh, he actually designed the, uh, the whole mount system and deployment system. And uh, he got it set up, and it was, it was a cool idea because the parachute I used was a resistant parachute. It's for running. You, you uh, tie it to yourself and go running, something I would never do. And Amen, brother. <laughs> exactly <laughs> and there's a there's obviously a string at the end of the parachute so uh we just we took a keychain a keychain ring and then there was a plate to the bottom of the 700 with a slot in it so the keychain ring would go through the slot and then kind of a c-shaped metal piece i guess would hold the uh the keychain ring and then a servo was moving the c the c-shaped piece so i'd i'd flick a switch the C, uh, the C-shaped item would move, and then the parachute would release from the helicopter. So my dad set that up, and I went down to Florida and to uh, hang out with uh, Bobby and Bert and uh, Art Hughes a week before Urcha to test it. And uh, we, of course, had the video cameras rolling because there was no guarantee that the thing was going to work at all. <laughs> Just took it up real, real high, uh, said a prayer, hit hold, and then opened up the parachute. And what happened was it was kind of in between the blade stop and the blade wobble stage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when the when the parachute was opening and it actually got wrapped up in the rotor head. 
Um, and I have, to this day, I still don't know how this happened, but I released it to fall off the helicopter. And as it was falling from the sky, it somehow unwrapped itself. The parachute exited from the helicopter, and I clicked out a hold real quick and barely pulled out with probably like, I don't know, three to five feet to spare before it would have splattered into the ground. <laughs> nice. So we kind of, what's that? That's awesome. So we kind of figured out that I had to keep the blade spinning until it was fully open. Then I could stop the blades and let it fall, then release it. And uh, Bert was like, okay, if you can do this consistently seven times, then maybe, maybe it'll work for the contest. And uh, it worked. I mean, we lost two or three parachutes in the process of testing, but it worked. worked perfectly. Can't complain. All right. So let's talk frankly about that competition. Because yeah. I, I have a theory. And what I'm about to say, I don't want, it's not to take anything away from you because obviously it was a fantastic flight and you mm-hmm. deserve to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who was, uh, was it uh, Mitch Rass that had the, uh, the quadcopter in there? Was that, who, who was that? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Mitch that and dropped so, the heli from the quad. So those two flights, in my opinion, were, it, it was definitely, um, between those two flights, uh, you know, this is this is completely my opinion. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So as it as it works out in competition, uh, you went first, correct? Mm-hmm. So that I think was to your advantage mm-hmm. because they were two really amazingly in- innovative type flights that had some very unique characteristics that no one each no one saw, but you got the jump because you got the first flight. Mm-hmm. I think that you know, and competition sometimes goes that way. It doesn't mean it's nothing bad or it's a it's not a uh, a judgment or anything like that. It's just that's the way competition goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was fantastic. And I called it that you got the wow factor. You got the because of your you know you you had the opportunity to stage it first and bam, and I knew it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you it, could hear the crowd. Yeah, dude. yeah. It I was mean, obvious. Yeah. And even after Mitch's flight. People are like, oh, man, I don't know. I said, no, no, this one's going to Kyle because he had it. He had it, and he was able to present it first, and bam. So congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. You're right right about Mitch, though. I mean, I guess mine, you kind of saw something coming because when I took off, you could see there's definitely something underneath the helicopter for about a You had me fooled. I didn't see anything, dude. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I didn't. We were right underneath it, too, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Some people told me that they they saw it, and actually, it's funny. There's a video out there where you can you can hear a guy say, "Is that a parachute?" Really? (laughs) I saw something, but I had no idea that it was a parachute. I actually, I all I thought I was seeing was the smoke canisters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you kind of some people saw it coming, but with Mitch's, I mean, no one saw that hex coming at all. I didn't even see it coming. I didn't either. He looked up. Like his routine, I mean, it blew me away. I didn't see it coming, and that was, I mean, good job to him. That was it was a cool. good flight. It was a very good flight, and uh, I think uh, you know it's, it's that sleight of hand thing. Next, you know, you, you're paying so much attention to what's happening right at center stage, you don't notice the the uh, multi rotor. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I got to admit, but anyway, congratulations! It's a fantastic win. It was so awesome uh, for the four of us to actually be there. You know, we we've been reading. And watching uh, the Urcha posts and watching the Urcha videos for so many years to finally get there and actually to be there to see you when it was pretty cool, man. So, awesome. Thank you. 
I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, we did get to interview uh, you and your dad. Yep. Uh, Nick did. Mm-hmm. Those, those interviews, I'm not, I, do we want to do, we're going to have one coming out here soon, aren't we, Justin, or do we know for sure? Yeah. So the, for, for this show that Kyle's interview, this interview is going to come out on. Uh, I think Nick is going to get that, that interview with him and his dad released a couple of days early just to kind of, you know, get, get some interest up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very cool. So what do you, uh, you got any teasers for us? What, what are we going to see down in OHP? Do you got anything special planned for, uh, anything, uh, new and exciting? You're going to give us a little, little, uh, little heads up. What are we going to see from you down there? Um, really there's nothing to be surprised about. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's too, it's too winter. There's not enough time to really think. Well, you mentioned you're going to compete <laughs> exactly, in the night yeah. fly competition, right? Yeah. There's a night fly. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it. There's a few things going on there. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> that nothing. sounds like interesting I'm, territory, Dan. Well, <laughs> I'm not releasing a parachute. Um, n- no more parachutes. You're just going to blow shit up? Is that, is that what you're going to do? We like that too, by the way. My my idea was just to bring it into a hover and then just go full negative into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> just done. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> That'll make the guys at SAB happy. They like yeah. to see that. I like to see that. It's exciting. Oh yeah, it oh, really yeah. is. So what? Uh, what's going on? Let's see. You got your. Uh, let's see. So we're pretty much done with the season. I mean, you guys up there. By the way, you fly with Jake, by the way. Jake Chambo. Chambo, yeah. I do sometimes. He's a little farther away from me, but sometimes he'll uh, he'll come down and hang out with me for a uh, day. We miss Jake. He's a good guy. He Jake is Jake is one of the good ones. There's no question there. But that is true. That was just a thought that popped into my mind. So tell us, tell us about next year. What's, what do you, what, what are you looking forward to next year? I mean, there's so many cool things happening. Uh, what's the first big thing in 2015 for Kyle Stacy? Um, first big thing, uh, probably XFC going to XFC again. Um, you know, I decided I'm going to enter this year, so you better watch out. Oh, are you? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you send in your video? I do. They just said, oh, damn shit. We're letting him. We don't need yeah. to see no video. I might have to redraw that. <laughs> you got me nervous. No, you don't need to worry. They wouldn't even let me in the door, man. <laughs> lot, and I say it every year, a lot of people would have to die before I'd have a chance in that place. Oh, man. And we don't want that to happen. No, that'd be bad. <laughs> so, XFC, what's next after that? Oh, man, that's kind of unknown because I'm not sure. Because there's a new event. I'm, I remember you guys talking about it. The, the 3D Cup, I think it's called. Um, oh, the one France. over in France. Yeah, oh. I was invited to do that. Um, so it's a toss-up between Heli Masters and 3D Cup. Um, we'll figure that out soon. I'm not too sure. But uh, XFC and then events in between and testing some new SAB projects that will be announced in the future. Are we ever going to get you to come out to an RCHN Fun Fly? I mean, it's all the way on the other side of the world as far as you're concerned. It's all the way on this side of the States, man. I've only been to one West Coast event. I got to come out more. Oh, dude. You need to come out here and see how we do it. We I've heard good things. We don't go home at five o'clock at night. Yeah, we do that over here. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard. <laughs> yeah. We've heard. Finally, yeah, we, we have confirmation. Confirmation. We, yeah, yeah. we, we eat gen- our dinner about 6 p.m., then we go back to the hotel and go to bed. couple Oreos and a glass of hot milk and yeah, exactly. get a nice night's sleep, get up and do it again in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this RC- RCHN event, when is that? 
Uh, it's it'll be June ish. We're not real sure. We're kind of in the middle of uh, uh, two or three different options as to where we're going to have it. We uh, had a little bit of uh, political differences with a few folks, um, and they kind of told us we couldn't have our fun fly at their location. Oh, uh, those folks would be the or the AMA, by the way. Oh, cool. Okay, mm, yeah. You don't want to argue with those guys. Oh, we we seem to find a way to do that. <laughs> and I got to tell you, I, you know, I don't know if you heard about this, but hey, if you're going to leave Urcha with a bang, <laughs> do it RCHN style and get yelled at by the president of the AMA. Uh-oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we, we, yeah, I don't know. Somehow we huh. find ourselves in those situations. No Uh-oh. big deal. All's, all's, all's well that ends well. We just had, he had a few questions for us. A little disagreement, you would say? Uh, it wasn't even really a disagreement. It was just uh, wanted some clarification on what we were doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, All's well that ends well. You know, everybody, we shook hands and everybody smiled and left. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so no, we don't know for sure back to when our fun fly is, but it'll be, I don't generally, you know, typically it's been the it's late second June. or third week in June. But, yeah. And it's a bad That's time for you guys. the case. Yeah, especially with XFC being. I know, man. Our first year that we had the fun fly, we did it the same weekend of as XFC. That's tough. Yeah. All right, here we'll, we'll do this. If it's say the, uh, let's say XFC is the second or third week, and you guys have your event on the first week, how about I come out the weekend before and just kind of relax before XFC and hang out? <sighs> Sweet, dude. Sound like let's fun. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. J- Justin's got yeah. an awesome couch that you could sleep on. Yeah. So comfortable, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. we're we're in the process of doing the planning, so we'll definitely keep you posted, dude. Cool. That Sounds would good. be awesome. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll let you know for sure. But uh, got any other questions there, Justin, you want to talk about? Yeah, what's what's your big prediction, uh, Kyle, for what what's the next big thing in RC Helis? Wow. Coming oh, up man. this year. Uh, this year or just in general? How, okay. How about we'll, we'll open it up. Let's just do in general. In general. Okay. Um, I think what we're going to see, um, you know, what I noticed a lot in 2014 is that there's a lot of people going out there with like 2,500 RPM head speeds mm-hmm. and stick banging for two minutes and then being done. I think what we're going to notice more in 2015 is kind of a more conservative setup. And I've kind of seen it in the recent events where people are just kind of taming down their head speeds, getting more efficient, longer flight time. And I think what's going to go along with that is batteries are going to get better. I think we're going to, I don't know if it's a new technology or what they're going to do, but um, more power and more more flight time. Because, you know, after a 3D flight, I mean, I only get three, three and a half minute flight time. And I'd love to get, you know, Six or seven. So I think batteries are the next thing to be upgraded because, you know, we already have ridiculous amounts of power. The helicopters are holding together. Fly brothers units have already come a long way. I just think that batteries are next. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm with you on that. I think the batteries do have to start just start uh, uh, progressing because I think nowadays we're starting to see the limits of the batteries. I mean, you, uh, you, you would be much more knowledgeable about it on the 3d thing than I, but I can tell you, having gotten into speed in the last year, the batteries are the limit. They oh, are yeah. absolutely the bottleneck in speed flying. Oh yeah. So I've, hopefully, I've hopefully they can kick it up a notch. 
I just, I don't know what they would do. I mean, I'm no. They would start putting nitro in them. Oh, here we go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Start filling your batteries up with nitro. That'll get you your eight minutes. And then have them smoke on purpose, you mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good thing when they're they're smoking on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, it's just a benefit. That's all. I don't know. What what's the next big thing? You know, that's always a hard one. I honestly I, I'm not feeling it with the batteries and let me tell you why, and I think it's because the technology I mean what's what's next? Cold fusion? Oh, they've got some stuff a brewing. Don't worry. Not yeah. in this industry, but in others. Well, yeah, how battery many years, technologies. Yeah, absolutely, but how many years does that take to trickle down? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe a couple, quick. who knows? I've heard some things too, yeah, and I don't know, but uh, you know, I I agree with you on the on the head speed thing, but I got to tell you, I think it was last year. It kind of felt like that trend was happening, but then it just kind of went away abruptly. Do you guys, does that? I mean, it feels that way to me. It feels like all of a sudden, you know, we were everybody was so focused on high head speeds, and all of a sudden we started seeing the towards the spring of of this year of 2014. It felt like people were kind of turning their head speeds down to a more conservative setup, but then it just like went away. Like you didn't hear about it anymore. I don't know. Right. Right. So I would yeah, agree. We did talk about that at the beginning of yeah. last year. Yeah. We did. So God, what's, what's next? I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I really don't you know. know. One thing, and I don't even know what it has to do with, but you know, there's a new cell phone out called the droid turbo. And they're claiming that in 15 minutes, you can get like eight hours of battery usage. I saw that. Now, I don't know if they're just cranking the charge rate to an obscene number or if there's actually interesting technology in there. I don't know. But it's a, it's a, it's a cool idea. I don't know if we can use it to our advantage or... Oh, yeah, dude. I'd be on board with that. Yeah. 15-minute charge times and get, I mean, on a heli, even if you got twice the flight time. 15 minute charge times is what you're probably spending right now, 10 or 15 minutes. And you just said you turn around and get three and a half minutes of hard 3D. Yep. There's got to be an improvement there. Somewhere there is. I mean, it's around the corner, I'm sure. Something, something will come out. So, Kyle, do you fly any nitro at all? I mean, is that something you've dabbled Uh, with? You know, I grew up on nitro. Oh, did you? Um, Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I was starting out just as a little young kid, electrics weren't popular at all back, what was it, like 13 years ago now. Um, <laughs> so I, I grew up 13 on, uh, years ago. I, You're making me feel old. Go ahead. I feel old myself. Um, but uh, nitro planes and nitro helis is what I grew up on. Okay. And I definitely credit that to where we are today with learning pitch management. Sure. Um, so ever since being with SAB, I have not flown nitro. Do you and miss to be it? Honest, oh God. Yeah. I yeah. miss it so much because there's just something about flying in nitro, the power it creates in the cold, the seven to eight minute flight times, how it feels in the air. I mean, there's just something about it that is just awesome. Dude, there is a living, breathing motor in that helicopter and it's yes. giving you feedback all the time. Yes, and the tuning part of it is actually kind of fun because you can actively see a change. You can say, oh, really screwed that up or up too far and then find the sweet spot. That's I think uh, what you ought to do is leave a little space in your K- in your uh, golf case that you're taking to OHB and just stick one of Bobby's N7s in there. 
Oh, his, you think uh, so? His uh, Gowie X7. What are they calling that guy? NX7. NX7, yeah. NX7. He, um, he's not going to miss it. Now, he knows where to get them, right? Yeah, he knows exactly where to get them. <laughs> just, just stick one of those bad boys in there. He won't miss it. And, and then, and then when he does figure it out, you can go, oh, my bad. I just thought it was one of mine and you just send it back to him. No, I'm not just, my, just my luck. I'd throw that in the case and then TSA would keep it. <laughs> yeah, they would because of that nitro smell. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder, does well, that. Well, drop, drop the hint to SAB, the SAB mothership, man. Yeah. Because they, they seem to be on fire uh, with regard to choosing the next biggest thing, you know, in helis. They got the mm-hmm. 380 now. We need to see a nitro goblin. Yeah, um, I've I've dropped a hint. Um, I don't know. I'm going to be seeing him in person here in what two weeks. There you go. I mean, they're very very open to new ideas. Um, I don't know. We'll see. You never know. Huh? You never know what might be on the horizon. Nitro Goblin. Mm. I like that. I've seen a lot of conversions and they look good. So. Oh yeah, man. Huh. Yeah. I don't hmm. know. I don't know, man. A goblin nitro, right from the fact that sounds interesting to me. It makes me happy just thinking about it. <laughs> What's a smile on my face? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All righty. Well, let's see. So, give us a quick rundown. Uh, you know, you kind of did it at the beginning of the interview, but uh, just let's give your let's give your sponsors a a bit of a a, a shout out. Who, who who's uh who's standing behind you? Um, let's see here. SAB slash SAB Heli Division. Um, Futaba, Scorpion Motors, Pulse Batteries, Contronic ESCs, uh, Byron Fuels still, um, Random Heli. They make the, uh, Goblin Oh, absolutely. Oh, nice. Um, I think that's it. Pulse Batteries, Scorpion, Contronic, SAB, Futaba. Yeah. Hmm. So. Condensed list. So tell us what you think about the SAB blades. You know, I mean, I really actually like them. Um, for me, I mean, I'm not just saying that, obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah, you it, are. Yeah, you are. No, <laughs> if I didn't like them, I'd be flying something else. I truly, I truly do like them. Um, to me, they're a very uh, aggressive blade, which I like kind of for my style. Um, they can be aggressive, but they can also lock in a straight line, take them big, take them slow, high head speed, low head speed. They really handle everything really well. Um, I worked together with uh, Stefano, uh, the owner, to uh, work on these black line blades, and I think we came up with something that's pretty good. Um, you know, they're they're safer now with the safety wire, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they uh, they still fly well. They're stiff. I mean, they're just they're good. I like them. They still they still fly like SAB blades, which is good. Um, they're just they're they're they fit me well. I like them a lot. Fair enough, man. Sounds good to me. I gotta get myself a set of those uh the black line seven seventies and give them a try. I'm still stuck on my edge seven fifties. I know you and I have been talking about that in text, Kyle, but one of these days I will pull the trigger and see what they're all about. You know, man, they're good. Um I, I flew the three Ds on my seven seventy when I had it and uh they're they're good, man. You know the one thing that's funny about those is they are noticeably louder for some reason. From the the white SABs uh seven seventies, they are louder. Which I think is awesome. When I cram, oh like, nice, we do like loud blades around here. That must be new with the black line because I I used to fly the original seven seventies that came with the Goblin seven seventy kit before the competition version, and they weren't all that loud. 
Yeah, it's something with those. I mean, there's no negative side effects that I can see with them being loud. So it's really cool when I'm taking like a 14S770 and cramming 14 degrees of collective and cyclic on a cold, quiet day, and they are, they're loud. It's awesome. Nice. Really, yep, really we cool. like them yeah. loud. Oh. Tell me, tell, t- you can be honest with me here. Tell yeah. me, when you go, like, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you have a club that you fly at locally. There's some plankers there, whatnot. Mm, no, yeah okay. yeah yeah i belong to a club uh somewhat nearby i yeah. mean uh from my dad's house it's about a 45 minute drive so, i don't know if you can so, call that local but well you know you go there occasionally and you fly tell me doesn't it doesn't it just bring joy to your heart when you make lots of noise with your helicopter and they start scanning the skies with <laughs> their necks <laughs> you know, all bobbing isn't that just I, a great feeling yeah and I'm actually I'm there more often than I'm home sometimes. But you know, there's a there's every Thursday morning there's a bunch of plane guys that go there, and I've shown up with like a 700, and I just go out there and start flying. And it's funny, I turn around and about half of them are gone. <laughs> I mean, of course, the whole club is very supportive of what I do, and they're great guys. But right, right. they uh, they like their planes, and I like my helis, and uh, we cooperate well. But it's funny after there'll be 20 guys there, and after a flight, you know, there's probably 10 left or so. Then they slowly trickle off, and by noon, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah, I have a story very similar to that when I was first learning how to fly. One of my buddies is a planker I fly with all the time. Yeah, he uh, he was very he was supportive. He was being supportive, and um, oh, come on, God, can I send you a cat in the mail? Seriously, I already I already oh, have four. Geez. So anyway, he's you oh. know. <laughs> See, Some, Kyle's the East Coast cat lady. That's right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let's not, let's get this straight. I'm not the cat person. No, no, no. I just, I just live with them. <laughs> I'm actually very allergic to them. So oh, they drive me insane. Well, anyway, so uh, my buddy's, you know, he was very supportive of me when I was learning how to fly. And uh, I was out in the field and I, I was just doing some circuits. And I, when I started flying, he was sitting in a chair right. about, 10 feet behind me, 40 feet off to the left. And so I'm paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm flying. I land, I go out to pick up my helicopter and I start coming back and I notice that he's moved his chair from where he was sitting up into inside of his trailer where all of his planes were. <laughs> <laughs> I've told that story a few times. It's just funny. It's funny to that me. Is. That is. You know, we had, we had a guy that belonged to our club and this was a few years ago before even Insane Electrics, but just like a, a Nitro 90. He called it, uh, he, what did he call it? He called it like a flying machete or something. Nice. A flying machete. And every time I'd get there, he'd wait until I started flying. Then he'd leave. He just, he was not a fan. Hmm. Yeah, flying machete. <laughs> yeah, they. it's funny. The, the They're pretty tall. I haven't been flying there much because I fly at work now, but uh, they've been all, they've been very supportive uh, over the last four years there, so. Can't yeah. complain. There's been a few guys that have had a few things to say, but you know, it <laughs> is what it is. Right. So Kyle, right. I want to give you a, you know, huge props for coming on and, you know, we know you're a supporter of the show and man, do we appreciate the support you show us on Facebook and um, wherever sure. you go and man, you're, you know, you're a good sport. Come on and, and have a good time with us. And we do appreciate that. Before hey, I, man, I, I had fun. Thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. Before I let you go, is there is there anything that you want to talk about or promote or anything you want to mention uh, before we before we let you go? 
Um, let's see. Well, we talked about the 380. That's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. HPS2, HPS3 rotorheads. They're actually out now. You can buy those now. Yes. HPS2 I'm surprised. And HPS3. I'm really kind of I surprised. I want to try the three. I'm surprised Justin didn't bring those up. Yeah, I forgot. You want? <laughs> well, now's the time, man. Let's let's talk about them for a little bit. What what's the deal? Why three blades? Because I have never seen a manufacturer sell blades in sets of three. Yeah, let's do it. Um, HPS three. Well, it's I don't even know. It, the whole three bladed three D idea kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? It just started happening. It, it did. did. Um, it who just, is it? I think Nick Nick Maxwell probably released the first video of it. And I think that probably sparked it all. I mean, you know, JR made a head before, but I don't remember really that getting all that popular. But especially with this year, I mean, people are doing a lot of three-bladed stuff. Um, and I remember at Zone in May, Enrico told me that he was doing one and showed me it. And um, I got my first try on it at Helimasters. And to be honest, the blades were not quite ready for what they needed to be. Fly settings were off, and I just was not really a fan of it at all. Um, but I, after talking with some people who are experienced with uh, three-bladed rotor heads and three-bladed blade sets, um, we were able to get the blades uh, dialed in. And what we learned is that you want the total flying disc weight to be equal, around equal, to the same total flying disc weight of a two-bladed head. So you want like the total sum of the the weight of the blades when flying on a three bladed head should be equal to the two the total flying sum of the blades on a two bladed head, so you get the same general three D feeling. So my setup is kind of uh, it's different, definitely on the three bladed head. Uh, I'm running a nineteen tooth pulley, which uh, cranks up the gear ratio, but the head speed goes down. So I'm running at about nineteen hundred, and then fourteen and a half degrees of collective. And then nine degrees of cyclic. And the thing is just an animal. I mean, I'm fairly confident it has more overall pull and power than the two-bladed head, which is probably due to the 14 and a half degrees of collective. But it's uh, it's been fun just tweaking and playing with it. Is it more efficient? Are you getting longer flight times with it then? No, it's about the same. Um, I can drop it down because, I mean, I can drop a pulley and lower the head speed. But the flight time right now is about the same, which is cool because, you know, you got more drag. You know, you're spinning more stuff in the same flight time. So that's kind of cool. And it's no harder on the packs, Kyle. Like if you look at the the log on the Cosmic, are you pulling larger current spikes? Um, To be honest, I haven't even checked that. Um, What's the point? I don't know. Is it just I never be- checked the logs. That never really interested me. But uh, just for you, Justin, I'll, I'll check it <laughs> next time I fly and then I'll let you know. Okay, thanks, man. <laughs> Justin's but, uh, but, but but overall, I mean, for for three D, right? It it what what we've heard from people who have flown them, and and Nick Nick Maxwell has said this as well, is that it just feels much more agile, much more um, quick to move. Is that is that correct? I mean, do you see that with with the three bladed head? Yes, absolutely. And I can't say that I prefer it because I don't prefer two blade over three blade and I don't prefer three blade over two blade. They just have kind of different, um, just different characteristics. Like the one thing the three bladed head hands down does better in my opinion is that you can stop the model, turn and go the other way substantially faster with it. And I'm sure that's because you got an extra blade spinning around there. You know, you get a lot more authority. Um, 
you know, you can crank the flip rates up, you can make it flip real fast. It is extremely stable and everything, of course, due to the extra blade. So anything big you're doing, it's on a straight line, it's locked in, there's no pitching up or anything like that. It's just, uh, it's very stable and, and natural feeling, which is, uh, it's nice, it's fun. But you, uh, ba you, back to batteries, though, I mean, I'm getting the same same flight time, but with the three-bladed head, it's kind of funny. I mean, if I fly it normally, I can get three to three and a half minutes. But if I absolutely go out there and just beat the living crap out of it, I can take the batteries to 0% about one minute. Whoa! <laughs> if Holy I really want crap. to, I can take the batteries to 0% in one minute. That's impressive. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's good for stress relief if you're ever stressed out. So, I mean, where where do you see this going? Is this a fad or do you think with the additional flip and roll rates and agility that you can get out of it, is this going to open up new maneuvers or the next level of existing maneuvers? Um, you're absolutely right about the flip rate. I mean, it's definitely going to open up some stuff for sure. Um, where I see it benefiting the most is for like what you do with the speed. I think with the speed, you can crank down the head speed and still get a lot of pull out of it. Mm -hmm. um so i'm I, if you end up getting an hps3 i'm very interested to see how it does on your goblin speed that's where i would like to put it to give it a try because let's face it my brand of 3d is slow and dinky and on the 770 i i like it i like it slow uh so i don't know that the three blade really makes <laughs> all that much practical sense for me but yeah i right. would like to give it a try on the speed yeah and i see it being beneficial there and then for the guys in the FAI world, like uh, Enio Grabber is flying it on his Yurikai, and he loves it. Uh, you know, he's running lower head speed, and the performance is good. So I don't think it's a fad. I think it's going to stick around for a while, and I certainly hope it does because uh, I'm actually considering using it next year in some contests. Uh, I don't know yet. We'll see. Hmm, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, just a side note. I forgot to mention this. The three-bladed <laughs> tail that we also have. This is the... the the coolest part about it is that when it's flying, it sounds like an F1 car. Really? Yeah. Oh, why, see, now like you you already sold me. <laughs> that is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm bringing it with me to Orlando, so you got you to gotta check it out. It sounds like an F1 car, and I just, I like doing fast passes with it just to listen to it. Now, do these do these heads and, and tails come with with the, the matched blade set, or... I, I mean, I'm I'm looking at right now on Heli Direct. You can get an HPS three, but there's no mention of the blades. So where do, where do you get the three matched blades from? Um, right now they do not come with blades, but Heli Direct will have the SAB three blade sets coming in actually probably very very soon. Um, but they are not shipping with the blades for now at least. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but uh, if I go and buy one right now, I can't just take, for example, three of the two blade set uh, SAB 720 speed blades and, and be successful. Can I? Mm, well, it'll for sure fly. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, our original tests were done with the same blades as two blades. Oh, ah, okay. I mean, I mean, the flip rate and everything it felt weird, but... For tracking and like speed and stuff, I think it would be okay. I don't see why it wouldn't because there's nothing really um, that I could see affecting it for speed. So it, you should be able to just bolt them on and go. I would okay. think so, at least. Well, we will see. Black Friday's coming around. <laughs> Justin loves Black Friday. 
There you go. I can. He's probably got that thing bookmarked, ready to go. Doesn't? Oh, he? he's got everything. He'll have everything bookmarked. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll. he'll oh, it's camp. a serious event. Oh yeah, my it's friend. like a. It's like a. It's a planned out event that. You know, he's got to have someone come over to take care of the kid because he can't be bothered. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> oh god! It's, it's got. This. I mean, this is serious. This is serious business. Well, Dan, Dan, I know that you have a Futaba 18MZ and like a Goblin or two bookmarked, right? Uh, no. Oh, come on. There would be, dude, as much as I would love to have an 18MZ, there would be no way in hell I could justify buying a 2000 what, $3,000 radio? What does that thing go for? 2900 3000 somewhere there. Dude, But on. dude, Black Friday, you might get it on sale for like $2,499. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm buying a jetty before I do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But dude, I gotta tell you, I do love my uh 14 SG. Fantastic. That's a radio. great that is a great radio. I love that thing. I've got three of them and a 18 FG. Yeah? Yeah, I've got the one that's got the knob. I got a knob on the I guess on the rudder. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like the Curtis Young Blood version, kinda. Right, right, right. Yeah. Did you do that yourself or no, I had a guy down in some southern state, but oh, oh, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, one of those radio guys. Um, right, but uh, I don't. I I was kind of forced to fly it because of inflammation in my wrist, but that's kind of gone away temporarily. Mm-hmm. So I was not. I was excited because it was allowing me to fly, but I was not feeling it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was not right. feeling it because I went a good three months last year without being able to touch my helis because of my wrist, but. You know, it's there if I need it, because uh, you know, hovering a helicopter and just sitting there watching it hover is better than not mm-hmm. when it comes right down to it. That's right. So That's anyway, right. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. Of course, as this show airs, uh, it'll be what four or five days. We'll be seeing you in Orlando, so we're looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, I'll crash all your helicopters. Well, at least one for you. I mean, someone's, <laughs> someone's got you to. You know. I'm bringing some parts, so we might be able to work some out. <laughs> I don't crash, man. I don't know. I'm, I am, uh, I don't, you know, you got to fly to crash, I guess. So I, I've been doing much <laughs> of that lately. So that helps. But you guys got to bring some helis. Let's, let's get a flight I'm, station and get some flights in. I'm bringing one. That's good. Uh, I think Justin is going to try to, I'm, yeah, I'm going to try to bring one as well. Butt, 450. Try <laughs> 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 He's a little concerned about the batteries, but he'll figure something out. Yep. Just carry yep. on. <laughs> Carry him on. No problem. Yeah, I'm going to bring, I'm going to send one down. I'm going to send a heli down and some stuff because we got to send a bunch of audio gear down as well. So, right, right. You're doing the live show down there. We are. You going to come hang out? Of course. Oh. Of course. Sweet, dude. Looking forward to it. Yeah, come out, hang out with you guys. Well, man, we're going to let you go. I know it's late where you are. We sure do appreciate it again. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us, man. We do appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was a lot oh, of fun. You bet you, dude. You're- Thanks, dude. Alrighty, man. In a world where 22 degrees of pitch just doesn't cut it. One tool. All setups. All sizes. All brands. Soko Heli Tools. A unique setup methodology. Soko Heli Tools. Coming to a webpage near you at www.soco-heli-tools.com.
set up different, and soco your health. There it is, Kyle Stacy. What do you guys think? He's a kick in the pants. Yeah. Yeah. Cool dude. Gonna, Can't be, wait to hang out yeah, with him exactly. at OHB. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good, you know, he's a he's a very big supporter of what we do here, and it's fantastic. He's so open about it. That's awesome. We really appreciate that support. Yeah, and and I don't know. I just I dig everything that they got going on over there too. You know, he's a He's a cold weather dude like us. Does not fly in the winter. How yeah. The hell? He's, He's got to. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, he spends an enormous, an ornament amount of time. A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Freaking lot. On the sim. Yep. He's a sim baby. Proof. Yeah, that's incredible. So, now it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, hanging out uh, with those guys at OHB, and that'll be, as you guys are hearing that, that is just a few days away as you're hearing this episode. So, if you're not there, ha 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 ha. But if you're close, get in your car and get your ass down here. Heck yeah! Well, you, who cares if you're not close? Just get yeah, here anyway. Get in a plane. Yeah, get in a plane. <laughs> yeah, the faster. Plane's only a couple hours away. They're faster, much faster. No, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to some warm weather. Looking forward to it. Uh, so I got some news today, and uh, keep in mind that you know we're recording this show way early because uh, we are taking the next week off, um, which is going to be awesome. But hoodies are done. Did you guys get that news? Yep. yep. I did see that. So that man is on yes, it. He is like a fat kid on a ho ho. <laughs> I would suspect that if he gets those <laughs> those hoodies in Tuesday morning, whatever, they will all be prepped and and shipped by the next morning. So that's his style. That is his style. So Ken, thank you for your for your help there, man. Huge, huge undertaking. Thank you for that. And then, you know. If you want to get one for Christmas, better get on the ball. Um, just from a time perspective, as far as getting it, uh, we will have. What was the Justin? Do you know off the top of your head what was the final? Did, did we we got a fair amount of extras, right? Yeah, uh, we got. I want to say somewhere in the range of eighteen to twenty additional. So there's not many, but there's a few. So. Get on the ball and get those ordered. They'll be pretty much the standard sizes uh, there. Uh, go to the store. Go to our homepage. You'll see the store link on top. It's a great place to pick up hats, citizen cards, hoodies, uh, what remaining shirts we do have left. And uh, as the new year progresses, you'll probably start seeing some more stuff in there, some new shirt design, stuff like that. But uh, we'll, we'll get on that when we get a chance. Um, anything else? I'm missing anything other than contact, but we can get into that in a second. Uh, Facebook, thanks for your support there. Continually grows. I suspect soon we're going to be at 4,000. Oh, yeah. It's probably, moving man, quickly. crazy. Yeah, probably within a month if it uh, continues at the pace it is. So uh, big thanks to your support on Facebook. It's a great way to find out what we're getting, what we're doing and uh, what's going on. So 
Also, to check out our uh, webpage, like I mentioned earlier, there's lots of conversation going on in there on the homepage. You can uh, check out the chat box and our forum tech as tips. well. Tech tips. Got to check out the tech tips. Some uh, yeah. new new tech tech. <laughs> Some technips. Technips. <laughs> and keep sending me email requests for the, the battery C rating database. I've gotten a few people that are signed up for it and slowly the data's trickling in. But if you've got info, then uh, bring it this way. Absolutely. So maybe some contact information. Nick, if I uh, wanted to send you an email, how would I do that? You would email me at nick at rchelionation.com. And how about you, Jesse? You would send me an email to jesse at rchelionation.com. Justin? You could send me an email at justin at rchelionation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed uh, on our forums and uh, dan at rchelionation.com. There's a problem with my email. It's been brought to my, I have not had a chance to resolve it yet. So if you've, if you've sent me something and I've not responded, I do apologize. I've, I got to get in there and get the uh, size of the mailbox increased. Um, I've had to do that to Justin's once or twice and Nick's first time, eh, maybe second time I've had to do it to mine. So um, I will get to those as soon as I find some proper time during the day to do that. And um, if you wanted to send Ken an email, if you have any questions about hat, shirts, citizen cards, anything to do with the store, Ken at RC Alienation is, is uh, where you'll find Ken. Uh, about wraps it up. We are looking forward to taking a week off next week. Uh, great time to catch up on some old episodes if you hadn't done that yet. Uh, other than that, guys, this has been episode 164. I sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, and uh, next time you hear from us, it'll be from OHB. Oh, I can feel it warm. Yeah. Warm, warm, warm weather. We're going to be warm weather dicks for a few days. Nice. Yes. Yes. All righty, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Rev Electrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Yeah.